Cinema Swirl! And sit down, have a bun, it's only episode 31. <laughs> Once again, traipsing through Tinseltown by way of the North Pole brackets Lapland. Yep. Once again, it's me, Christmas Kevin Mahan, joined alongside the man who's learning about all the films that he rightly should have seen as a child, correcting his childhood one episode at a time, Santa Chaplin. Hello, hi, my Christmas wish is to see some films. Well, we've got a Christmas treat in store for you because that is why you're going to, we're going to watch a film today. Yeah. So you're all right for that. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. happy for that. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon the people at Make a Wish kind of hope that there's like people like you with your know, small <laughs> Very wishes? Simple wishes. Yeah. Just to learn more about film, I've missed some classics. <laughs> Mate, we can do that. That's easy. There's this Irish guy. He's got a beard. He'll sort you out. It's fine. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they look at the books in March and say, like, oh, there's a lot of red there. It, <laughs> the books are dripping in red ink, they are. Would he not ask for just to watch a film? Would you watch a film or something with them instead? Yeah, all right then, that's good. So, how have you been, Sam? I've been all right, yeah, pretty good. I think I've done all my Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got some Christmas presents under the Yuletide tree, have you? Yeah, sure have. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for the festive season. When, when you get to be a, a big grown up, as I am now, it's all about just doing the shopping and then getting it done and then that's the real christmas that's my present feeling like I've, I've done it now it's all over are you telling me that you are now one of these people who is like into this giving as opposed to receiving it's quite fashionable these days oh no i love to receive <laughs> a gift <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm still very much into receiving physical goods, but I just like knowing that there's no more presents to buy. It's a nice, relaxing feeling. Do you find yourself, at this time of year, going to places and maybe picking yourself up a little treaty poo, and maybe under the guises of, oh, getting gifts for someone else, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not not buying myself a little treaty poo, these are, these are treaty pies for other people, you know? Uh, well, it's funny you should mention that. I have bought myself... I mean... Uh, Yes, I, I have done that a lot. Um, <laughs> I've fallen victim to Black Friday many a year. Do I like a reduced price advent calendar after the 1st of December? You bet I do. And just this very afternoon, I bought some Lego, some half price Lego sets from the entertainer and told the man on the counter, oh, these are great little stocking fillers for the kids, these. Don't... <laughs> Don't have any children, don't have any young relatives, but I just, you know, they're for me, them. I mean, personally, me, as as someone who can appreciate a good toy, like, mm. you know, I find myself going into shops like Smith's or Toys R Us, you know, collect some wrestling figures, grab some bits and bobs. And there was a point in my life where I was very self-conscious about that. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of years ago, I was like, wait a minute, like, I look old as fuck. So they just think I've got, like, families and shit. And all you have to do is tuck in your shirt and then no one's gonna give you any hassle they think you're a respectable citizen you yeah. know well i'm a business boy now so i'm wearing like proper grown-up clothes and black shoes and stuff when i go out so people will just think <laughs> oh he, he can't be a <laughs> can't be a sort of man child he, he's he's got responsibilities and things to do little do they know <laughs> these amiibos are for me <laughs> <laughs> they're not for my young cousins at all. No, they're getting nothing oh, from me at one all of those, this um, year. One of those uh, Nintendo, um, what's it? The, the the Switcheroo, what's it called? Really, I know what they are, mate. Son of a Switch, am I right? <laughs> I mean, come on, hey, hey, hey. I'll tell you what, um, I'd rather be in queue for a Switch than in a queue for a Wii. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you've got Christmas jokes, huh? 
I've uh, had a little Christmas present to myself this mm-hmm. year, Sam. Well, it's it's kind of a, an overindulgence of sorts. Okay. And it's an overindulgence of, of what we're here to talk about. It's, uh, it's films. Mm. I've had some housing issues as of late. Right. In that the house that I was in was lacking some of the kind of the, the creature comforts. Like carpet, electricity, you know, heat and, you know, little treats like that. So I found myself actively not wanting to be in my home. Okay. And I don't know if you ever had, you know, it's kind of a weird vibe because usually it's like, oh God, can I go home? It's that classic home is where the heart doesn't want to be. That kind of, you know, <laughs> as the saying goes. They say wherever I lay my hat, yeah. that's my home. But you don't want to put your hat on a non-carpeted floor, do you? You don't want to get it all... No, and I left a bunch of hats in like some of the better travel lodges <laughs> across the northwest to like just lost loads yeah. of hats like, and that's you not know. your home is it no it's not it's it's, it's a lodging so um, my overindulgence the way we got around this was going to see as many films as possible now long time listeners of the podcast will know that we've often discussed the idea of having food in cinema and whatnot and recently I admitted an overindulgence and taking that to a worrying degree you did I do think I may have gotten to the point now where it was like food and boards in the cinema was kind of right. the direction I'm going. Are you, are you going to the cinema for the warmth and the comfy chairs more so than the films? Is it very short-term rent? <laughs> it is, like, you know? I mean, you know, London's crazy prices, but £5 for two hours in <laughs> Manchester is pretty reasonable. It's competitive. You don't get much room, but the telly is massive. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's only the one room. And yep. it's a shared bathroom. Mm. And it's a shared kitchen. <laughs> And there's only oh popcorn in there, and it's it's very very expensive. There's a premium there. It's like the world's worst mini bar, basically. Yeah. And you have to queue for everything. But what I will do is I'll we'll go in there. Uh, me and Joe will pop into the cinema, and if we sat there now, you know, and kind of taking out the dinner out of the bag, going, "This is imagine if we lived in a cinema and this was our telly. It'd be massive, wouldn't it? It's mm. like the living room, more like a life of hundred million people room. It's so big, mate. <laughs> Good times." semi-living in the cinema what's the the worst thing you've taken in so far or the most indulgent thing you've taken into a cinema so far it would be soft french cheeses (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, were they did i stutter i I said (laughs) (laughs) listen to me now i said soft french cheeses oh yeah there was more than one let me tell you now when you say soft i I don't think smelly or pungent you've not gone that far are these quite no because i I reckon like you know there's some proper smelly fuckers in the cinemas right these parts like you know sure like fucking smell like eight day old garbage Mm. you know in a dump so you know it's it's fun you can eat a smelly cheese and kind of get away with it like worst case scenario much like the time when i would sneak into the cinema would snuck in starbucks and pretend that you know i'm diabetic yeah i would be as willing to go sam to pretend that i'd done a fart in the you know i just did a fart sorry i thought you were gonna say that you were that you pretend to be the opposite of lactose intolerant that like you really (laughs) need lactose all the time (laughs) calcium deficient just shoving cheesy to i need it (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I, them bones need calcium, yeah. it's often been said, so, yeah. you know. Ho, 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 and a tea-ha-ha, it's time to check into Santa's mailbag and see if the redirectors went through, we set them to us instead of Santa, it's the mailbag. Yeah. Well, 
Right, we got some lovely Christmas letters here to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Bobby writes here, Hi, gents. Hello. Hello. Myself and my friends always have a debate on what does and doesn't belong in a Christmas dinner meal. Right. One of my friends has peas and I've oh, this has already gotten weird but it's, <laughs> I'm just out of my comfort Whoa. zone immediately like fucking peas well, we know where this is going right one of my mates has peas and I've always said that Yorkshire puddings aren't a Christmas dinner staple even though I love them so guys you have a blank dinner plate fill it up with your perfect Christmas dinner star and desserts are also intriguing if you want to be adventurous love the show keep up the great work sam this is a very interesting one because any time where we can exemplify and rile up the divide between england and ireland and any differences there i always think that's a plus for us do you think there's a discrepancy between our christmas dinners culturally i already know that there is okay like, absolutely because i remember when i was like 12 or 13 mm. and finding out that you fucking have like sausages and bacon in your roast dinner yeah well we don't we don't have them separately they're formed into their own special thing they're in there though it's like you've gotten like breakfast is basically yeah. up sticks and <laughs> snuck its way onto a dinner plate fucking bacon and sausages right and, and don't give me that old oh the chipolatas mate way let's go chipolatas let's go chipolatas so yeah i already know there are discrepancies there but you know what sam I'll, I'll let you take take the lead here let me know what goes on your protestant christmas plate so was it cold ketchup tiffin and no, bovril no. is it now come on <laughs> So, it's funny you should mention the, the sausages and the bacon, because probably my favourite thing that, that I wouldn't put on just a standard roast, but I, I associate it with Christmas, is... Yeah, we're, we're talking Christmas here. Yeah, this yeah. Is a Christmas roast, yeah. See, uh, sometimes you can just think, oh, Christmas dinner, that's just a roast. It's not. It's different. Pigs in blankets are a favourite for me. I love them. They're great. Yeah, I mean, you must like That's them. more of a part... It's a party food, though. That's not... Yeah. They're on the plate, like... Yeah, they're on the plate. They're in the dinner. They're part of the dinner. That's wow. A, that's a feature. Right. <laughs> if it was up to me, I'd just have pigs in blankets. Yeah. Loads of roast potatoes. I, I mean, loads. Stuffing. And a little bit of turkey. Done. Little bit of turkey. Yeah. That's it. Just <laughs> no vegetables apart from the potatoes. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> so you're basically like, kind of, that's why you think what my brother would have had when he was like 15 and mm. like, I'm going to eat 10 plates of dinner, mom, shut up. I'm not going to yeah. clean my room. It's got to fill it full of stuffing and <laughs> fucking a little bit of I turkey. I love stuffing. <laughs> I love pigs in blankets. I love roast potatoes. I think those are the key elements. As long And gravy. A lot of gravy. Have you ever made a roast dinner, Sam? No. I, I'm not as that much of an adult yet. I just haven't done it. I've, I've roasted a chicken once, and that was very exciting. <laughs> How did it go? How did it go? Really good. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Spatchcocked it. Marinated oh, that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in. Cock a doodle yes that's not a roast dinner like you gotta be able to shove something up its arse to make it be a roast dinner like, i haven't done know? any of that i haven't 
um, endured the grueling process of actually making a roast. I've been to a few Toby Carveries in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I've shot a few down, like, you know. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll tell you, people like you are the reason why making roasts are stressful. Right. Because if you're there, like, 20 hours, whatever it is, to take a roast dinner these days, mm. and there's like, oh, I'll have a little bit of turkey. You know the thing that has been out of the fridge and has taken, like, you know, most of your adult life to cook in the oven? A yeah. little bit of that, please. Oh, and all these other little extra bits that are difficult to, to add on on top of that. Yeah. And you're not eating your veg as well. Turkey's not not all that, though, is it? It's nice. I was about to say, turkey's not a vegetable, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. Right, let me lay out a Christmas dinner plate for you. Right. Okay? This is coming at you. Oh, sprouts. Sprouts. I like sprouts. Put sprouts in there. Sprouts. Sprouts. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, sprouts. yes! Sprouts! <laughs> you like sprouts? Yeah, I love sprouts. In fact, the only vegetable I want is fucking sprouts, mate. Well, that's good because they're like, it's scientifically speaking, the less favourable a vegetable it is, the more the more passionately a child will go, ew, vegetable. Yeah. The more, eh, you know, it sprouts, ah, sprouts, sprouts, ah, sprouts. You know, kids hate that. Like, but they're, they're really oh, nice. They're great. They're really great. You know, I don't just mean like when you get sprouts and you cook them with bacon. All right, that's the no, fucking no, chicken, just mate. Yeah. Regular old sprouts. Okay, here we go. This, yeah, this all right. Is Right. Okay, turkey. Yeah. Okay, little bit of the white, little bit of the dark. Uh-huh. Okay, you gotta have you know, a little bit of both ends there, right? Sometimes, if I'm indulging, I might go for the drumstick, you know. And it's not like a fight because no one likes the drumstick. I just okay. kind of, you know, t- I'll take it. Stuffing, important, yeah. obviously. Mashed potatoes. Nah. Roast potatoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Carrots. Mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And the thing that you're missing there, really. Mm. Okay. Oh, stuffing as well, obviously. But. Yeah. Ham. Where's your ham? Ham. 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 H-A-M. <laughs> yes, ham. Not hard as a motherfucker, as in, like, <laughs> swine, you know? No. Yes. Why are you having ham there? Ham. Turkey and ham. The classic combination. <laughs> I am picturing, like, wafer-thin ham that you've just, like, dropped on the side. I know you mean a ham. <laughs> you no, know, like a roast ham that has a glaze no. and fucking cloves and shit. No, no, no. Turkey's the, the meat. That's the main. Yeah, yeah but that's what you get. on his own. Mate, you're, you're after Luigi. I want Mario and Luigi. I want the fucking Christmas brothers here, you know? <laughs> I've got a, I've got the princess is in another castle. Yeah. You know, she's the princess is in another Toby Carvery. <laughs> I need my one and two right now. I need my turkey and I need my ham. Those two together, the sweetest of meats. If this was just a regular old roast, then I'd be more forgiving. But for Christmas, I don't, I, I don't associate with ham with Christmas. A, a Christmas ham? You're having a... Uh, a less good Christmas. Right. Because guess what happens after that then, Sam? Not only do I get to have a turkey sandwich, mm-hmm. I can also have a ham sandwich. That does sound good. Or turkey and ham sandwich. Ooh. So, um, you just think about that. Yeah? I was going to argue that a leftover turkey and stuffing sandwich yeah. might even surpass Christmas dinner in terms of enjoy. But Yeah, it, if, mm. if you've got a small crescent of crisps on the side as well, yeah. that, then yes, it, it could well be. Okay, You're just going for pure indulgence here, right? So if we're going pure indulgence, it might as well be this. Right, here's your Christmas dinner, yeah? Yorkshire puddings, loads yeah. of them, yeah? The little crispy bits in the bottom of the pan when you've made the turkey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the really small roast potatoes that have broken off and become very the best crunchy ones. on their own. The, the bacon you put on top of the turkey that has become fossilized in the baking process in there as well a little bit of gravy over the top yeah i just i just want a dinner of crispy bits yeah a crispy dinner like you know it's crispness for fuck's sake i mean they call it that for a reason right i've got a couple of important questions about christmas dinner for you yeah number one cranberry sauce where do you stand we never have it. no me neither but 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 
and even though I don't like sweet and savoury things, mm. I have been to IKEA quite a lot, and I will I will have the teaspoon of lingonberry jam. Right, you know, I'll put that in there. It does complement the dish. Okay, so it could it could work. Furthermore, is bread sauce what I think it is? And what do I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's like a thick white? savory sauce i've seen it i've never tasted it because it just the the name puts me off it's an english thing as far as i right. know but that being said my mum knows how to make bread sauce and has made it a few times like because i think i like went to her a few times like, eh, bread sauce she's like yeah yeah bread sauce and i'll show you how you make it and all that stuff so this year i'm asking for bread sauce like right. you know because uh it's a favorite of joanna's you see do you just pop some hovis in a roux and try and combine them I don't get it. I don't get what it is. I just never expected to hear you use the phrase in a roux, you I, know? Smart grown-up now. Joe, do you know a recipe for bread sauce? Well, do you want me to tell you how to make it? R- roughly, how does one make bread sauce? You need bread. Bread. Cream. Cream. Bay leaves. Bay leaves. <laughs> Salt, pepper. <laughs> and you simmer it away then, do you? There's no, there's no flour in it. The thickness comes from the bread, doesn't it? There's milk in there as well to water it down, because it's not just cream and, no, and bread. Yeah. Jeez, that sounds... I'm fucking hungry. That sounds now, delicious. When Joe said bay leaves, I thought she said Baileys. And at that point, the recipe was just <laughs> bread, cream, and Baileys. And I thought, don't put that on me dinner. That's... Mate, that's an Irish bread sauce. <laughs> that's what that is. Like, you know. Mushing all <laughs> those things together to try. Way like... And then if you pour that into a whiskey, it's called a carb bomb sauce. Right. Bread. Yeah, yeah. Sauce. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it works. I think Bobby in that email mentioned starters, which that's not even a thing. What? Christmas you dinner. don't have starter. What do you have as, as a starter? Well, at at midday. All right. <laughs> well, it, before we'll have like a little seafood guy, half an avocado, a little bit of smoked salmon, a little bit of prawns, some l- little salady bits, some brown bread. Remind the old man of the the sea, you know. My dad comes from the ocean, so, you know, he likes to be reminded of salty things. The furthest I'll go is dipping into a tub of cheeselets. Cheeselets? You know cheeselets. Are they like twiglets? (laughs) Don't know cheeselets. Don't know cheeselets. Kevin! (laughs) Okay, right, this Christmas, go out and buy some cheeselets. At this time of year, they're legitimately called treeslets, because... Because they shape them like Christmas trees. They are the Treeslets. best. Treeslets. They are the is best. Is it tr- T-R-E-E-S-E? As in like trees? <laughs> like cheese that has been derived from the sap of a fucking tree? Yeah, like tree slit. Well, that sounds Ew, terrible. It's so horrible. No, it's not made of trees. It's still made of cheese. Well, it's not made of cheese. It's just a, it's a cheese like trees? crisp. Do you like trees? <laughs> then try new cheesy trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe you haven't had cheeselets. They're the best. No, the I, best I, feel, uh, I feel a bit left out in that, that respect. They're Christmas indulgent. And, and puddings. I'm not that into Christmas pudding. Yeah, it took me like 26 years to realise I just don't like Christmas pudding. Like I thought, oh, maybe it's just I've had a bit much tea or, oh, just this was a bit too much of a big piece or, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had this type of cream or, or maybe I should have custard. It's like, no. It's just not nice, just, I it? don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. It's got weird hard bits in it and mixed peel, which is the stuff of Satan. Uh, if you want my opinion, you get yourself a mince pie, pop it in the microwave, 
pop its lid off, a mm. little bit of cream in there, or ice cream, and that's all I need. That's, that's all, you all need. I need. Yeah. So, alright. It's not like my dad, when he was a kid, he had a, a whole selection box and he got brown sick everywhere. Ah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. good times. <laughs> it's just, I think every year we should warn people. It's a tradition. I know we laid out like an idealistic, crispy Christmas treat there, mm. but don't eat that because you will just, it'll be beige sick everywhere, yeah, probably, yeah. more than likely. So, don't eat too many treeslets this time of year. There should be like PSAs for like maybe not have all of that food this year, lads. Like, you know, and have someone just being like, oh, on a, on a kind of on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, this Christmas, oh, just have a fucking think. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that kind of, you know, that, just a real like make Britain look at itself, you know? Like, no, nah, don't, don't, no, nah, don't you be coming over here messing with our Christmas, mate. <laughs> they could do an insert into the glossy magazines, and it'd be like it's a nice color kind of envelope. It's like don't open till Christmas Day, eh? Six p.m. Christmas Day, don't open it, and then you open Christmas Day at six. Like, it'll open up that as a treat at the end of the day, and it's like a mirror, and it's like take a look at yourself. <laughs> what, what, what have you done, like? This is not an excuse for excess in this degree. But it's for me, though, because I got the winter vomiting bug and I was shitting all weekend, so I've lost, like, a stone. So I'm going to eat all the treelets. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, as many trees as I want this year. Like, you know, even French trees. I'm going to have multiple French treeses. (laughs) Yeah, well, now, seeing as we're talking about food that is important over Christmas, for a long time on this podcast, you've, and let's face it, accused me of, of eating tiffin. Yes. And being a Protestant. Yes. Now, I don't think I've ever had tiffin. Right. Well, that's your story. You can stick to that's it. That's my you story. Want, you know. But I went out and I tried to, to buy some tiffin so that as a Christmas treat, I can, I can eat some <laughs> and we can share in this moment together. Now, when I went out to buy the tiffin, none of the shops seemed to have it. This is weird because how many times, like, tiffin swirl is something you've wanted to do for a while. Yeah. By the way, this segment is going to be called tiffin swirl, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And is it going to have, like, Protestant, like, yeah, there'll be of... some Protestant music as well. Protestant horns. The yeah, horns of yeah, the yeah. Protestants. The Protestants are coming. That kind of, you know, yeah, that yeah. type of thing. <laughs> But you've tried multiple times to get it, right? And like every time it's like, oh, we'll do Tiff and Swirl. And you've never no, been able to find And I, I, I made a concerted effort last week to get some. But I walked around all the different supermarkets. Now, this was in the city centre. So these are kind of compressed supermarkets. These are not your big box Mini supermarkets. Yeah, Mini marts. Yeah, yeah, I, I asked staff members, and I don't normally do that. But I was asking <laughs> such desperation. But the amount of, like, confused shrugs I got was was amazing and i felt a lot like on the apprentice when they have that task where they have to go around getting things for alan sugar and they don't know what it is and they're just ringing up random places again do you know what um what tiffin is do you sell tiffin <laughs> you got t- and they're like, no we don't sell tiffin here don't we don't have that here is it pronounced tiffin is that how you say it? Do you have typhon? Do you have typhoid? <laughs> do, do you oh, have yeah, we, we've got typhon. Come over, yeah. Now, that's interesting because this was Nottingham you were looking around, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, there's two bits of evidence, I think, that I can back up the reason why this was an atypical uh, situation. Yeah. Number one, we get probably every week either an email or tweets or Facebook posts with pictures of Tiffin. So, yeah. it's out there. 
up your game. Right. Second of all, this was after the royal engagement had been announced. Okay. Where the um, higher up in the in the brood of, of the, the royal insect family, mm. what, they're getting married and they did a walkabout in Nottingham, didn't they? They did. They did do a walkabout in Nottingham. They didn't go to walkabouts in Nottingham. They, no, they, no, they, no, no, no. Not for a few cheeky bevs. They've got almost like a passive buff of like, they'll just hoover up that tiffin then. Right. Miles. So they've taken all the tiffin. You're talking about them a bit much now. They'll probably come into your room and eat the bit you've got now. <laughs> like, so it's just, why, why is there none in Ireland? Why do you think they came here? Yeah. Om nom 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 nom, mate. Yeah. I, I see. Okay. That makes sense. Greedy minds, fucking sticky brown fingers. Yeah, I know what they're doing. Yeah, they're fucking eating it all up. <laughs> I did start to think that maybe this was some sort of long-term prank that you'd been pulling and that Tiffin wasn't a real thing. No, <laughs> it is a real thing. What's happened, though, as well, is is Brexit as well, right? Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. where it's, it's going to hit home. I've never tried that either. I don't know what that tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, a, it's like a biscuit but more confusing however a christmas miracle did occur and i found Woo. some tiffin now i don't know if you can see this it says mcvitie's digestives on it yeah it just looks like you had a tub of digestives and i was going to like no you're gonna have to start over again but it says mini milk chock tiffins okay is that tiffin have i bought tiffin usually it comes in a tray not a tub no, I was going to say that's probably the most Catholic tiffin I've ever seen in my in my days. Like it's uh, well, thank you very the much. rough around the edges, isn't it? Kind of that's like a tiffin that's been forced to being taught its its bread and butter and its language out in the fields. Like you know, kind of yeah. uh, that's a tiffin that's been affected by penal laws, is what that is. Okay, I mean, if this is what tiffin <laughs> normally looks like. Then I can probably I can probably get on board with this. This would sit right alongside the cheeselets. It's in tub form. <laughs> this is. This could become part of the tradition. Shall I shall I crack it open and shall I have a, a bit of tiffin? Oh yeah, I mean it's gonna be great. It's gonna be like watching a bamboo eating panda like this is just like, you know, <laughs> a, a product and a being that are just naturally meant to be with each other. Okay, let's see if I can get the sound of the tub opening. There we go. Nice. There's some uh, there's some tiffin here. This is a, a piece of tiffin. Okay, a little piece of tiffin and there. I'm gonna... How does it feel in there? Touch it between your fingers. It's pretty solid. Yeah? Dense? Uh, well, well, like more solid than a snicker, a mini Snickers, or it, it feels quite heavy in my hand. Okay, yeah, heavier than a digestive, a regular mini digestive. <laughs> this is not a chocolate digestive. I can tell that from looking at it. It is. It's it's a small brown square. Yeah. Um, now I haven't looked at the ingredients or really what Tiffin is. In the spirit of cinnamon swirl, I've just thought, oh, I'll just I'll look at the cover and then not. It's got else. the blood of the Fenians running through right. it. Is what, no, it's it's good. It's got raisins. All right, I'm gonna take a bite. Okay, here we go. Let me hear that chew. Let me hear that chew. <laughs> mm. Just think about how awful that will be for everyone at home. Just the close-up chewing. That's why I wanted it. It's all right, isn't it? It's all right, that. What's in it? Has it got um, biscuit? There's a bit of biscuit in there. Yeah. Definitely some raisin. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like Rocky Road sort of biscuit. It's like a much less fun, oppressive Rocky Road because there's no marshmallows or anything like fun in it. Like, you know, it's just like raisins yeah. and biscuits, you know. I don't, I don't want this section to be uh, <laughs> underwhelming, but like, it's all right, that. How many Cromwells out of five <laughs> would you give it then, Sam? It's it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. He was fucking horrible. Well, like, a, like a three? Three, three Cromwells? Three, three Cromwells out it's of, right, of five. Yeah. yeah. Any lower, he'd cancel Christmas again, the bollocks. There you go, you heard it here first. <laughs> 
Christmas movie, Christmas movie. It's time for a Christmas movie. And Sam, I'll tell you what, mate. You know what my favorite Christmas movie is? Is uh, it's Die Hard, isn't mm. it? You know, we're not doing Die Hard. You've already seen Die Hard, right? I have seen Die Hard, yeah. But I think that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's not like you wouldn't typically think that, but like, no, know. it's not. It's an ac- it's an action movie. You, you're wrong. It's that's not a Christmas it, movie. It can't be a Christmas movie. It's a old Chris Kringer, Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's huh? the. Uh. Ho, 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 I got a machine gun. More like, ho, 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 I've got gifts and reindeer is what I would typically expect today in that that's, sense. That's not a Christmas movie. That's a, that's a diehard movie, isn't it? Hey, you know, it would be really funny <laughs> if you had, like, uh, on Christmas Day, and you go, Oi, Nan, oi, Nan, get over here. Get over here, Nan. All right, you want to watch a Christmas movie? Oh, yes. All right, now let's pop it on then, right? Wait, Die Hard, up yours. <laughs> Fuck you. You got punked. <laughs> Boom. Like that, Next man. two hours, you can't leave. So, uh, bam. Got you on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, we were looking at the Christmas movie list. Mm. And there were a number of requests for Christmas movies. And I think we owed it to ourselves to do a real classic Christmas movie. Because you had to sit through some Christmas bollocks the last two years, Sam. Yeah. You happened to watch Jingle All the Way. <laughs> year before, you had to watch Santa with muscles. Uh, you know, yeah, the year uh, before, The Wrestler. <laughs> the Wrestler! <laughs> so, uh, All the Christmas in the classic. spirit of Christmas time, I literally was like, hmm, we could do Miracle on 34th Street mm. or Gremlins. Yeah. Miracle on 34th Street or gremlins so naturally we went with gremlins so gremlins yeah. is our movie du jour the horrifying kids movie in inverted commas responsible for us leaving a rating between pg and 15s because mm. it was so divisive at the time have you heard anything about these lovely gremlins right when you suggested gremlins as the film we were doing for christmas i had that actual thought of that's not a christmas movie that's a is it a horror movie or a creepy movie i, d- I don't associate it with christmas it's not like die hard or something you know which uh which it's can not be like a, a proper christmas movie. christmas movie yeah i have heard of it i have heard people talking about it. in fact i actually walked out of my office at work because someone started talking about oh it's like that <laughs> bit in gremlins where the lady gremlin and i was like i'm getting out of here stop it <laughs> So I now know there's a lady gremlin. That's great. So this is the first time the podcast made you leave a room. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. The lengths you go to for this thing. Like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I pretended to go to the toilet. <laughs> I recorded a podcast the weekend. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you check it out on iTunes. Yeah, sorry, guys. I just, gremlins. I just snuck off very quietly. <laughs> oh, so do you know like what the gre- what does the gremlin look like? Right, now the gremlin, I know what it looks like. I've, I've gremlins. There's plural. Ah, now, right, okay, you mentioned that. Is Gremlins, therefore, the sequel to Gremlin? If I've learned anything from <laughs> Alien and Aliens, <laughs> no. is, this, is this actually Gremlin 2? <laughs> Gremlin. No, this is Gremlins. This is the original. There was Gremlins 2, the new batch, right. which had a great turn by Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lee, but uh, now Gremlins is the kind of the main one here, yeah. Okay. I know that they kind of look like Ewoks a bit. Ewoks? Yeah. So, like, cute? Yeah. Oh, furry? Yeah, little, little uh, furry kind of ugly, ugly cute kind of troll little furry dorks. Like, little tiny little freak things. Kind They're of like, cute. That, they'd, they'd waddle, like, would they? Kind yeah. Of? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just That's cute little things. Very cute. Yeah, yeah. Move over, Porgs. Is uh, Sam Chaplin's in town, huh? I- <laughs> 
I saw because it's quite recognisable the face of a gremlin, isn't it? The, the cute face of a gremlin. I saw that once yes. in uh, I think Primark or Topshop or one of those shops on on some uh, some ladies' underwear, just a, a gremlin face. I thought, <laughs> is that <laughs> is that good? <laughs> <laughs> is that what anyone wants? A gremlin face. Yeah, it's a, 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 it's a welcoming symbol, I guess. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's friendly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I've just thought about why that might be a thing. Anyway, go on. What What do gremlins do then? Like these cute, cuddly gremlins? Well, they gremel, don't they? No. Um, I- gremlin about. Gremlin about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what their what their whole vibe is. I'm guessing that. I mean, judging from what they look like, what would you reckon their vibe is? Well, like the Ewoks, just kind of walking around, having a good time, being like fun, fun little cute things. I don't, I don't really think they have a perp. They probably have their own little village. Okay. Where they, um, you know, they run a little shop, uh, maybe a post office, a school, <laughs> all the little gremlin. So stuff. they're civilized, then the gremlins. Oh, well, they could like, be. They've- they could be. They yeah. could be. Okay. I don't know if they can talk. You don't know if they can talk. No, I imagine they communicate in sort of beeps and boops kind of. If a gremlin could talk, some what would he say? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a gremlin. I'm a gremlin. I, 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 I now I tell you what he would say. Mm? No, here's something I know mm? through popular culture. They'd be like, "Oh, don't put water on me." Ah, okay. So you're aware of some of the gremlin rules then, okay? The famous don't put water on me. Don't dampen them. (laughs) Don't dampen them. So they don't like the damp. Any other rules for gremlins? That's about it. Don't wet them. Yeah. No one wants to get wet. (laughs) I think the gremlins will be like, ah, for fuck, just... So what do you reckon will happen to a gremlin when he gets wet? Oh, he'll get bloody miffed, mate. He'll be proper (laughs) cheesed off. Well, sorry, tree stuff at this time of year. <laughs> it is, yeah, this time of year. So, we've got cuddly, cute, kind of slightly weird, beeping, booping, yeah. possibly civilised group of guys who, understandably, would be upset if they got wet or damp or whatever. Yeah, which is perfectly reasonable. What type of movie do you think Gremlins is, then, on the basis <laughs> of what you've, you've got? Because like, right, now- I'm not telling you what it is. I, I could play the fool here and be like, oh, it's just a nice movie about some fun. I know it's kind of horrific in some way. I know okay. there's some scary elements to it. I know these are not pure beings. I know there's some kind of evil element here. They don't suffer fools gladly. No, uh, they don't suffer wet gladly. <laughs> I d- but I don't know what they really get up to or who... I don't know who's in this film. I don't know how often the humans are involved. There are there humans involved? I would guess the gremlins exist alongside humans. Okay. I don't think this is set on the gremlin planet. Do you think so? You th- <laughs> <laughs> do you think the gremlins are here to save Christmas or here to ruin Christmas? Well, maybe someone's like put some water on them and they're proper cheese off and they and they steal all the pre- they put water on all the presents. It's like a again get your own back. Maybe they ruin Christmas in that way. By wetting all the presents. <laughs> Wake up at Christmas morning. Well, no one gets any presents then. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Poured water on your sabusio. You're fucking happy now. Yeah. Oh, mum, my fidget spinner is wet. You know, it, <laughs> it's going to be a pretty tough Christmas. Mum, this is anything but lit. Right? You're conducting <laughs> yourself here on Christmas morning. Mum, this is 100% extinguished, is what this is. Damn, <laughs> well, we've got a treat in store for you then, Sam. We're going to go and check out what these little gremloids are going to get up to and how it's going to impact on our merry, merry Christmas. Let's go do 
acidimus swirl. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome back. After having a little bit of a gremlining there. Gremlins, the first batch, not the new one. Sam, initial gut reaction. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, that was fun. I thought it was almost like to the level of, not nearly like an Adrian moment. Like if we had Rocky when you thought Adrian was just some lad down the pub like. <laughs> um, but I was biting my lower lip a lot when you were talking about how you thought the gremlins were all like cute and fuzzy and shit. And I didn't know if I wanted to bring up the kind of the moist, cold, reptilian, bubbly, oozy nature. The very sinewy nature of this movie. No, it's, it's good that you didn't because those horrible, sinewy, oily, gross, slippery gremlins, you don't see much of them in the old pop... You don't see them on the front of any pants, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but old Gizmo, old cutie over there, he's he's all over the shop. But they don't they don't show you the other side of that coin. Yeah, they don't they don't kind of they don't really embrace the more gross, disgusting side of that brand. So did you not know then that Gremlins was? I mean, well, for me when I think Gremlins, I think those fucking horrible guys with the big ass ears and the and you know the lad culture gone awry and all that. You know, <laughs> I knew they'd be wrongins, but I didn't know to what extent. <laughs> They'd be wrongins, you know. I didn't know how, what they'd uh, transform into. Yeah, but they're wrong lookinguns as well, not just wrong. They are wrong lookinguns, you know. <laughs> they are wrong lookinguns. <laughs> Before we start, I want to know one thing because I don't know if there's any good point to bring it up because it's a movie that's dominated by one special thing, and I'm talking about puppetry, animatronics. I mean, it was puppetry, all of it, and you know, yeah. some some clay work. How did it hold up for you? I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of a carer of some physical effects you are. I know we saw some cracking physical gore in The Thing recently, but uh, yeah, how did Gremlins hold up on that end? Yeah, no, that was fine, because I, I don't think the Gremlins were trying to look realistic. Mm. They are kind of, by their nature, weird and cartoony, freaky looking. And so the 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 puppetry, or sometimes the I think a bit of stop-motion-y type stuff, yeah. kind of just added to the the unsettlingness of those little ah i creeps. see yeah 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 it no it didn't detract from anything it, i think it's yeah it adds to the fun adds to the weirdness because you know they couldn't do this these days you know they couldn't like if they were to remake i mean they're, they're, there's word they're going to remake gremlins like and they couldn't right. do that though could they because they wouldn't they wouldn't be doing the physical effects now if they did it like you know they'd be all they just you know they'd be all they'd cast johnny depp in it like you know that's just yeah. what they'd probably do like you know that's just what they do now andy circus would be motion capturing as a gremlin <laughs> you'd have all ping pong balls on him being a gremlin that's what would be happening nowadays he win an oscar for it as well <laughs> <laughs> we open in chinatown and it has a very uh, kind of noirish vibe to it ran pelser ran pelser inventor so he's like kind of the main character's dad is kind of narrates the opening and the ending of it Mm. But isn't really the main character. <laughs> he's not, no. He's kind of uh. a facilitator of what happens. Mm. And he does say at the start here, he's kind of like, and oh boy, you won't believe the story that I have for you, kind of. Mm. 
but he doesn't experience most of what goes on so i mean is this tale embellished by its very nature of its telling i mean who are we relying on here well if there's a man who's gonna embellish things or make them unnecessarily convoluted it's the inventor rand peltzer who (laughs) (laughs) just just double checking that name it's a snake oil salesman name like you know he's up to no good if, if anyone's going to put silly extra bits on stuff, it'll be uh, it'll be old Rand. He does. He, he's, a, he's a pachant for inventing. He makes the illogical logical, the untangible tangible, the unflavorable flavorable. He's got all sorts of inventions. It's basically like, I've watched like Dragon's Den, I assume you have as well. I don't yeah. know if you've ever dipped your toe to the side of the pond and watched Shark Tank. No, I haven't, but I've been meaning to. They get some proper sad fucking weirdos on that, like, <laughs> real bottom of the barrel just a fucking absolute drags like right and he he reminded me of one of those egypts because y- you can't imagine levi roots going down into a <laughs> shop in chinatown just be like right <laughs> <laughs> no I, I couldn't imagine sneaking that down the stairs singing his little song showing them the the source. I just kind of would hope that Peter Patil would kind of put manners on this lad and be kind of like, mm. look, you're just fucking, nothing you make works. He's a useless inventor. He's in Chinatown. He's looking to unload some merchandise, but he's heard tall tales of an amazing store where he's been led in by a, a young boy of about mm. nine. And the young boy uh, is basically takes him around the shop and he's like, whoa, is this stuff real? And the kid's like, yeah, everything here is real. Yeah, it's just a load of stuff. I was like, was the, the, the dad like kind of, whoa, am I in some sort of like spiritual reality here? <laughs> whoa, are those crystals real? <laughs> Maybe he's just saying like, are these genuine antiques rather than, you know, trickery? I don't think he's stepped into, he thinks he's stepped into some kind of VR world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was not coming in. He's like, are you sure these are genuine knickknacks? <laughs> Like, this is yeah. some sort of knockoff. I don't want no knockoff knickknacks. Yeah, I don't want no knockknacks. I don't want none of them, like, you know. I want legit knacks. All right. <laughs> so he's having a goo around, mm. and he's uh, basically trying to pitch as well in the store to, to the mysterious looking owner. He's like, oh, mate, if you're like me, you know, you probably need one of these. And he genuinely pulls out a fidget cube. <laughs> yeah. Like, it proper, it's got all the bit. Like, mm. I mean, I had a fidget cube and because I, re- I bite my nails really bad. Like, I'm really right. terrible for it. So I got a fidget cube to stop doing that. And then yeah. I just kind of, I got a little bit bored of the features. His has got loads, though. You could have a, a shave or a brush of your teeth with that one, couldn't you? You know, you can't do that with a fidget cube. No. Or you can do a switch back and forwards. Yeah. You know? Have a shave. <laughs> I mean, I like to press a, a switch and then a green ooze came out of it. That feels like, you know, you yeah. know that... Try flood the market with that, like, good luck. I don't know what toothpaste... Was that toothpaste? Because, oh boy, there was a lot of it, and it's a horrible green colour. No, it is. It was toothpaste because he said, all right, picture this. You need this this bathroom, buddy, because imagine this. You're on the train. You've not brushed your teeth. You've mm. got a serious case of, and I quote, dragon breath. <laughs> And he goes, you take out this bad boy. Now, like, last week, me and Sam were meant to record this podcast last week, but I Mm. had dragon arse, so we couldn't do it. Like, I had proper, like, dragon arse, dragon tummy, like, dragon dragon intestines, you know. You were a bit of a bathroom buddy that week, weren't you? You Absolutely. Hanging out there. was my buddy. And a bucket buddy as well, actually. But he gets introduced, he hears the wailings. It's a little noise is being made. And it... 
that's my so, little gremlin. Well, he's, like, he's, he's a mugwai now. Okay, Don't sorry. Worry, you know. Sorry, mate. So he's he's basically coming up here now with big dollar offerings. He goes, oh, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And much like The Apprentice earlier, it's, he didn't know how to do no deal. It's like a hundred. No, yeah. okay, two hundred. <laughs> I'm really yeah. desperate. I've looked everywhere. I have to get my son something. If I don't leave this store with your product, I you've literally got me on a knife edge here. Everything, mm. take it all. I don't mean to be over-referencing obscure British TV, but this is a lot like Dickinson's real deal, this situation, where he's <laughs> He's putting out the notes. I'll give you two hundred, and the owner's like, "No, I'll take it to auction. I will." And, and, and David <laughs> comes over and says, "Right, let's take it to auction." And they bring the little mogwai over to auction and see if it sells more than the dealer offered. Just <laughs> a fun, fun reference for our international <laughs> listeners there. And it's great because even the people in the UK are like, Sam, I like, know what I don't know what you're on about because I, I, I'm not watching TV at like 11 in the morning on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, um, the owner says, with great mogwai comes great responsibility. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Pretty much, yeah. Uncle, yeah. Uh, Uncle Ben over there, like. A L- little on the nose there. So he doesn't want to do the deal. He says it's a no. bad deal. Should have followed the money, but he doesn't. So instead, we do like all the proper wheeler dealers do. He does the deal out back in an alleyway with a child. Uh, yeah, you know. that's the way of doing it. Catch on the table. Did it with a child, you know. <laughs> no questions asked, you know. A little bit of old school business there. That's how we do it, you know. So, comes with a small carry case. Yes. Very convenient. Oh, I was very convenient. I was going to say very bad for the animal's welfare, but... Um... Ah, but, mate, it, it's, it's not. It's not real, mate. It, well, it is real. Everything <laughs> in that store is real. The real so, as real can be, you know. He it's did a say. real deal. It's a Dickinson's real deal. Oh, I, I just, you know, I'm a bloody human, mate. I'm concerned with my own <laughs> practicality. So, like, if it's like it time to take your cat miles somewhere, do you go all right into this fucking into the carry case, into the suitcase, like you know? <laughs> well, you have little um, cat boxes, don't you? you have little, yeah, like a drawer. You just well, they've got like, get in there and you go all right, good night, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We get the rules laid down, don't we? We get the the three the three rules of Mogwai. Yeah, the first rule of Mogwai Club is you do not talk about Mogwai Club. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the first one. <laughs> and. So I sorry I shouldn't I shouldn't joke about a serious movie like that like you know it is it's important it's a really important movie and I'm sorry that like you know I made fun of that really that serious movie because it is it's a it's a kind of you know like how different generations have important pieces of culture and all yeah. that it's very it's really it's like the matrix or something you know it's like you just can't be mocking that oily nilly like you know I just don't think you got it really I don't think you understood it properly no i didn't and like maybe it was residual from jared leo's performance in fight club where maybe in the corner of his <laughs> in the corner of his eye i could see i i see it there in the corner of his eye in one of his scenes his famous scenes in fight club i go hang on a minute what's going on in there am i yeah. seeing the beginnings of a of a monster <laughs> <laughs> But where does Jared Leo begin? Where does the Joker end? Yeah. You know, it's... Uh... The first rule of Mogwai Club is is don't talk about it. The second rule is keep it out of the old light. Don't... Yes. No lice. Okay. No lice. Yeah. 
You're not allowed to have any wet at all, no water, no damp, no. nothing of the sort. So you got that one, Rice, yeah? Yeah, I got that one. They don't like wet. And the third one, and this one was disappointing you didn't get, because it was no food after midnight. Right. Now, people don't know this, when I first moved to Lincoln, it was mm. one of the really hard times in my life, actually. I moved completely away from where I was, kind of knew I was going away for a while, not coming back to Ireland, and I uh, met Sam really early on there, and it was Hello. really great, and you know, I did a bit of stand-up with Sam and all that, and one of the first sets I wrote, the first set, I made a joke, actually, and yeah. then it was referencing this, and you didn't remember it, so it obviously wasn't good good so you know that's fine <laughs> i mean a lot of times in comedy for me there are references made to popular culture things and what i do and not this is not just you this is all comedy is i will politely laugh and pretend that i understood it yeah yeah and yeah. that is that is not on you that is on me. Okay, that's all right, you know. It's kind of like when I watch Lee Mack and I laugh and I pretend he's done an actual joke, you know, a proper yeah. one. Yeah, you know? like, you've not experienced some of the things that Lee Mack has experienced, but that doesn't mean you can't pretend to laugh at them. I've not walked a mile in his shoes, Sam. No, I have not. I'll throw my hands up in the air and be the first to admit that. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> On the topic of being fed after midnight, yeah. midnight snacks, where does Sam Chaplin lie on that contentious topic? Well, I, I used to be all about the the midnight snack life. Oh, yeah, you've told me this before. Yeah, the kind of a late night kind of cheese and bread or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. The, these days, I, I'm not really up past midnight. So I, yeah. I so not really anymore. I, I think it'd be like a really like strange thing for a partner to experience if they woke up in the middle of the night and you were gone and they making like, a toasty and you're gone and they're like you know, if you woke up and they were gone you'd probably be worried like and then yeah. it's like where were you it's like oh I've made a meal and I've just eaten it. <laughs> I'm not like cooking a roast as we've established, but maybe like a, a sandwich. Theoretically, a midnight snack sounds like a great deal, but I think the ethics and the actual digestive mechanics of it just makes it implausible for me. It's I not, think it's not worthwhile. No. So there's a couple of uh, nice little references here when we get to see a shot of the town. Firstly, there's a little Indiana Jones there on the uh, on the old yeah. billboards. Oh, yeah. uh, Stevie Spielberg, executive produced this bad boy. Yeah, it was like a Steven Spielberg presents. He was the you know first name we see really, apart from Radio Rick or whatever that Indiana Jones guy was. So Spielberg, he just randomly saw the script and he said it was amazing and wanted it to be made into a movie because he thought it was like you know really really like you know a marketable popular idea. And right. the guy who actually wrote the script. He didn't even write it to be, like, an actual movie. He wrote it as, like, here's a sample of... Like, it was a spec script type, a right. sample of writing. I didn't ever expect for it to actually be made. And so, yeah, that's kind of peculiar. Oh, Another cool. interesting thing is the actual whole town you see here, this set, it's the same one from Back to the Future. Well, I didn't recognise it as that, but I recognised that kind of town really looking like a set but in a nice way i enjoy how it looks that it's kind of slightly unreal slightly pleasing and consistent yeah it's the same one it's probably been like a million yeah. things you've seen probably there is a tree sale on and there's a tree mm -hmm. boy selling and that is very scary a little tree boy coming to life um don't like that you know it's very it's our friend cory feldman from 
Yeah, it is actually Stand from by Sam me. Raimi. Yeah. Yeah. Doing well for himself, Corey, isn't he? Yeah, there he is. Didn't he's think I'd see him again so quickly. Yeah, he's pretty much been very consistently appearing in the last three episodes, I guess. Except he didn't appear in the last episode. Twice he's appeared now, <laughs> Corey, <laughs> yes. here on the podcast. Here's one for you. Getting a tree is a tradition. Yeah. Is that a thing you've ever, like, done or know people to do? Because that ain't shit in my life i've even because the woods well, get, near me, getting a christmas tree well no like to go and get like a fresh tree i've never done that i don't think have you had like fake ones yeah we've had fake ones yeah that's i was fine. there when we got like the new good fake one like when i was like yeah. 13 that was that was a big moment we still have that one it's it's lasted like eons so we've got a fake one now but we, we've had real ones in the past. And was it like, a, come on, guys, let's all go down and get the, the tree, you know, family adventure? Yeah, you go down to the tree place. <laughs> and where do you put the tree? In the house. Yeah, but like, how do you get it from the place to the house? How do you get it into the house? No, how do you get your tree from the place where you get the tree, the tree zone, and get it yeah. to your house? You put it on the top of the car, strap it down. Really? Your dad's done that? I think so, but then maybe I'm like, maybe I'm just imagining the movies <laughs> when I say that. that. Now it's... I'm starting to doubt whether that's the real thing. Mate, you've just taken either the red pill or the blue pill. One of those, you've taken one of them. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't mean to make light of a serious movie, but he's taken, you know, it's, bit, <laughs> it's a laugh, isn't it? Like, he's the Matrix. It's a laugh, it's a bit of bollocks laugh. Like, you know, it's no big deal. But he's taken a pill here. It's all dreams, isn't it? So, so we meet our main character, Billy. He's an aspiring cartoonist boy who's got car troubles and a lot on his mind. Now, if you'd have told me that Billy was an aspiring stand-up comedian called Jerry Seinfeld, I would have absolutely (laughs) believed you, because he looks more like young Seinfeld than actual young Jerry Seinfeld. It's amazing. That is. It's really, really amazing. It's eerie, Mm. almost. Yeah. He takes his dog with him to work. What is with this movie and it's fucking like, whoa, animals, find the smallest space possible and just fucking get in there, Cram him in. Cram him under the desk. Who takes their dog to work anyway? Is that an established thing? Is this like the tree thing? That can't really happen. I used to work in a place where dogs were brought in to work. And was it kennel? It, no, it was uh, when I was at the University of Lincoln. Uh, all the people right. on the corridor, because they're all animal welfare scientists. They all have oh, dogs nah, with them. Right, that's a different story, isn't it's it? Not, I fucking hate dogs. I had to like, walk up in this corridor and be like, oh, I'm going to go like get my mail or go to the staff. And like, oh, ah, fuck off. There were some yeah, cute but- dogs, don't get me wrong, but there was big, you know, big fucking beast dogs. The kind of ones that Luke yeah. Skywalker should chop an arm off of. Like, them dogs. Yeah, get away. Yeah, but it's not like you're working in a bank. You're working like an animal place, right? Yeah, that's true. You can't have a dog in a bank. That's true. You know? Dogs don't belong in banks. Come on, guys. You know? Mate, I asked for uh, my deposit, not a bone. You not, know? <laughs> not, not a dog. <laughs> not just a dog in a bank. What's oh, going on? God. You know, and you have to be on li- online banking these days, and you're probably talking to a dog on that chat box, mate. You know, you're a fucking <laughs> mug. Yeah, go in, in person instead. There's the, uh, is it like a neighbour or a local man who just hates anything foreign, anything at all. When the car's frozen up, he's like, ah, it's a bloody foreign car. That's why American cars are better. It's foreign car. You know what I'd love to do to him? I'd like to first go and meet that guy, that crotchy old man, and go, guess what, old man? In our country? <laughs> Your American car is foreign. Yeah. 
boom, his mind would be blown. And also, yeah. when Billy goes past the uh, the movie theatre and we pan round the town, a film called A Boy's Life is showing. A Boy's Life? A Boy's Life. And I wonder why we weren't watching that. That would be uh, that'd be my choice for Christmas. Yo, a Boy's Life. Oh, oh, <laughs> a Boy's, boy's Life for me. Life for me. <laughs> Of course, it's a footballer's life that we all aspire to, you know? Yeah. Training hard, earning your money. Back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice lady at the bank yeah. who's getting Billy to sign a petition. She's nice. And then there's a mean bank lady. There's a horrible, horrible How do you know lady. she's a mean lady, Sam? How, what's the cue for her being a mean lady? Because she's wearing black and she slags off a, a local woman and her kids for not having money at Christmas. <laughs> do the music there for as well. It's like... Bruh, bruh, bruh. It's like the music for yeah. Jabba the Hutt. Like, it's fucking evil. Like. She, she's carrying a, a snowman head. And she's upset because the dog has messed up the Santa statue. So, you know what happened? You know, it's eye for an eye. Your dog messes up my statue. I take your dog. I kill your dog. And it's lucky that I don't kill your dog sooner. Because if you don't give me your dog to kill your dog, I'll find your dog and I'll kill him anyway. Or send him somewhere to be killed. Or I'll put him in a dryer and dry him. And a guy just goes, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, a local man just like, yeah, that'll kill a dog. Not that I know from experience. But yeah, I'll probably do it. Probably kill a cat as well, you know. (laughs) Kill a ferret, kill a stoat, any kind of medium woodland animal. Pop it in the spin dryer. You do like three or four birds, probably, before it give you any kickback. You've got to pop it on high heat, but as long as you do that. Uh, But if you're doing the birds, you've got to change the the filter. The the lids would all be fucking all over the place in there, so. Billy's quite reasonable with this. He's like, oh, sorry I broke your thing. Here's, I can give you the money. But she's like, I don't want your money. I want to kill your dog. Yeah, it's uh, blood. It's the only currency she's dealing in. Very quickly established as an evil, horrible character, this lady. I like it. It's still Stuff like this that makes you kind of go, oh, okay, this movie is like it's 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 to a wacky extent, you know. It's, yeah, it's a lot wackier than a lot of the other kind of. It's, it takes itself way less seriously than like Back to the Future does, kind of. And I'm not mm. saying the Back to the Future is bad or anything. The dog attacks her, and there's a big old scene, and basically, you know, Billy comes close to losing his job because he's playing fast and loose with the law. And I'm already thinking it's not a good idea that this fucking mug is going to be getting no mogwai. Yeah, that's a fucking... Uh, recipe for disaster. You can't even look after a dog and yeah. there's already problems. And this is a bank, not a pet store. Yeah, but like, imagine if there were rules for like a dog or a cat. Like, you can't feed your cat after 9pm. <laughs> Otherwise, it will become a horrible, evil, Monsters scaly cat everywhere. Like we, we yeah. wouldn't be making this. We'd be an epidemic level, like you know. Yeah. So we head back home, and Mom does the scariest thing in the movie for me, which is she chops onions while watching TV. Yeah, she's she's watching It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only fucking bit about Christmas in that movie. I was, again, this year, thinking about doing It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. But... I have now seen it. I have seen oh, it. Oh, well, I, fuck it I anyway, know, I'm then. sorry. But, yeah. You missed your chance. It's not as Christmassy as it initially appears. No, it's not, like. It's it's no. completely out of left field. It's just one bit where he's like, Merry Christmas, building and loan. And then, oh, yeah, it's, it's Christmas. Good. <laughs> and you all just go, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> There's an egg gadget that they have, which is like, it's everything in the house is gadgets because of this inventor, bupkis idiot father. Yeah. There's a scene of, of Billy using this egg invention and he's very reluctant to use it, but he knows that he has to because it's dad's invention and he wants to use it. And that's the scene of him kind of using this egg thing and it being completely crap. And he's like, oh, yeah, dad. And I thought that tells a whole story about the family without really saying anything. Yeah, yeah, that, you're you know, right. He's got this stupid egg thing and you, and then the mum is like, yeah, dad's wacky inventions, they're shit, but we've got to use them. <laughs> like, she just... This whole thing was conveyed without words, and then she just goes ahead and is like, they fall apart after two weeks, but he's our dad, so, it's you know. It's nice, though, isn't it? Because you never see that. And, like, these are, are obviously very good-natured, well-meaning people, because yeah. that won't happen in real life. Like, you know, we have to use the... No, we fucking don't. Like, you know. <laughs> dad would just be like, yeah, Dad lives in the fucking shed now because he's a fucking <laughs> idiot, like... Here, invent this. A fucking way out of this relationship, you dolt, moron. <laughs> What's the worst kitchen gadget you've ever encountered? I don't know if you're... I mean, you have roasted a chicken one time. I was wondering if you've come across any gadgets. Um, any sweet gadget stories for me? I've come across a few gadgets. As we've established in many episodes, I, I love a bargain. Mm. I, love, I love a deal. And a lot of the kind of tat that you get offered to you is kitchen gadgets. Because mm. the, you, they you can sell those to any old fool. Because it's the one place where there's so many different things that you can kind of... You don't need, but seem really practical. Yeah. So I bought a thing that is basically a laminator for food. It's... <laughs> you, <laughs> you, put, you put your stuff into, like, a bag, and then you put the bag in this machine, and it kind of... It's a vacuum seals it, and then you get this compressed, horrible, scary, squashed bag that you can then freeze... And it saves space and keeps it fresh forever. And you use this how often? About twice when I first got it, and then never again since then. Where is it now? I'm not 100% sure where it is now. <laughs> is it the kind of thing that would just kind of be, like, gently moved out of the house without you knowing? It, it's it, yeah, like, it will slowly now. go into a cupboard, and then from a cupboard into a loft, and then from a loft into a bin. It'd be assimilated into a charity shop. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, maybe I could get it back out again and freeze some fucking tiffin or something. Yeah, that'll work, you know? <laughs> Put them in the in the food laminator. Well, Sam, obviously, I can imagine how distressing it was this last week when you went off and had difficulty and thinking, like, oh, God. First thing that went in your head was probably not another tiffin drought. Uh, so <laughs> you can be prepared next time. Much yes. like the... Save some. Yeah, much like the landlord squirrel who uh, takes all the nuts and makes sure that he's got plenty for winter, you too can be prepared. Yeah. Dad arrives, he's home, he's got the gift, and the alive living thing is in its little box and now wrapped up entirely in paper. So, there you go. Bad for the welfare of Gizmo. (laughs) Yeah, pretty, pretty bad. There's actually, like, as far as I know, every year in America, dozens of animals die in that very scenario. Oh, Christ. Like, that's terrible for the animals. That's the main point. But also, what if you opened on Christmas Day just a dead animal? Isn't that... (laughs) What what a a horrendous scene that would be. So the way you were setting that up was kind of like, oh, yeah, I know it seems bad, but imagine if you opened a Christmas Day, boom, dead animal. (laughs) Way! Merry Christmas, everyone. Mate, you fucking done me there, you have. Is this your... Mate, I <laughs> Santa Claus, not banter Claus, am I right? Like a prank gift. <laughs> is, he, is he is dead? Oh, he is, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, look, he's so small. God. It's Jesus. dead, though, isn't it? Not moving. So imagine he's, he's dead, though. He is.
I I was convinced when I saw the little mogwai popping up. Yeah, and the dog go near it. I was like, that dog's gonna get killed very soon. I was I was so sure of it. My first thought as a kid was that he was gonna eat him. I was like, that dog, the dog, because he has that kind of like a mm, kind of a licking his lips, like kind well, of. Well, the, the dog know. was gonna eat the mugwai, or the mugwai yeah. eat the dog. I mean, in real life, the dog probably would. He'd just be like, yeah, fucking look at that nice nom, nom, piece nom. of meat there, you know? Yeah, yeah, he'd eat it, you know. He'd probably eat it in front of everyone at Christmas dinner as well. Like it'd be a fucking spectacle. It'd be awful. Okay, Gizmo. You gotta tell me about this. I'm main man here. Yeah. Freely admit, I love cute things. I do. I love cute things. Mm-hmm. Do you love cute things? Yeah, sure. Awesome. That's great. Um, how cute did you think Mogwai was? Like a solid seven out of ten on the cuteness scale. Pretty cute. Really? Yeah. Ah, do you not think he's cute? I think he's cute. Yeah. Even yeah. more like a six seven for me though. Okay. You know, he's cute, but the problem with him is that he has to be doing certain things for me to go, ah, now. If I just right. see him on his own, I'm just like, oh, Jesus. One of them, looks like one of them weird monkeys that, like, you know, fucking beats off all day or something like that. His mouth his mouth is a bit weird. Yeah. He's uh. kind of like one of them, like, weird monkeys from the, the jungle who, like, kind of, you know, does cocaine and has sex all day or something yeah. like that. Those weird monkeys. You know, the ones that Attenborough's like, you don't want to know about these monkeys. They're just fucking, just ignore them. We'll just don't put the camera on them. They only want the attention. Those fucking horrible bollocks is there. So, yeah. Contingent cuteness for me, I guess. Yeah. he's scared of the flash of the camera and already yep. they're fucking up sam <laughs> like within seconds of opening him they're, they're breaking the rules but this might be before the rules have been laid out to them oh yeah because the dad's like the dad oh, forgets yeah, like, the rules <laughs> <laughs> fucking more this is why you're a failure as an inventor and a provider and a father really, and a father and a human as well actually i would say though i would probably break the rules pretty much straight away yeah yeah What'd you do? I mean, I'd probably just like I'd one of them. I'd probably do first, like a little bit, like you know, I'd probably yeah. spit on him, like just a, a little, a little, you know, just yeah. really water. Let's see, boom, let's see what happens then, you know. And then I kind of you know dried from there. Uh, I have a bit of a history of this, like because when I was like nine years old, yeah, I went to Paris and I got a cool lamp from a museum as like a, as a right. birthday gift. I was like, wow, this cool lamp! It was a cool lamp, and it weren't rules necessary, but there are certain rules. I think it was my first own oh, my own lamp. It was my first own lamp, in my own room. And the kind of I think one of the assumed rules was don't spit on the lamp, mm. and I felt inclined to challenge those rules. Right. I would do a little drip on the lamp and it would go and it would kind of bubble off the spit. Oh, onto the onto the bulb. Onto the bulb, yeah, the hot bulb. Yeah. Ah. And I thought, oh, well, if I do a little bit of spit and it goes and it bubbles, if I do a lot of spit, it'll look really cool and be a great night. Yeah. And then I just spat on my lamp and it exploded in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mum came in and uh, I was literally just like stood like, you know, close enough to the lamp that you're probably spitting on it. Yeah, you know, my mum goes, "What's happened?" I go, "The lamp's broken." <laughs> <laughs> and then my mum, she went down and she had to have a look at the the lamp, and she kind of touched it a little bit because she could see yeah. there was liquid on it. And she go, "Did you spit on that lamp?" And I went, "No, I didn't." But it was, you yeah, every one of those situations with your parents where it's like, look, it's more embarrassing for me to admit that I have a kid who spat on a lamp. Yeah, that you kind of mutually agree to keep up the lie that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we we both like the two parties involved decided that what happened didn't happen and yeah. therefore it has not happened. So even though I've told you that story, it did not happen. It didn't happen. No. Canonically speaking, off the record. Mm. And also as well, I think that'd be really bad because I like legitimately couldn't keep a Tamagotchi alive for like more than five minutes. No? I killed scores of those. Like, just, right. bam, dead, wasted. You, did you deliberately do this? No, I would just, like, oh, fuck you just up. neglected them, yeah. I would either neglect them or get bored and overfeed them and, like, you know, pet them so much, like, their face came off. So, <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah, if you got a Mogwai, you'd probably break one of the rules. Yeah, at least yeah. one initially. Uh, there'd be one on the first night, and then, depending on that go, there'd be a few other breakages of rules later on. But you wouldn't just, like, open it up at midnight, shine a big bright light on it, pour water on it, and shove some ham in its mouth no no i'd spit on it i would i'd give it a little <laughs> just a little you know right just a little it might blow up in your face mate mate it, it blows up in their face here if, <laughs> if, let me tell you what they have like band practice with uh, why that uh, was cute. really cute that was lovely pressing the keys and you go boop, boop, boop. i've got that keyboard that, that billy was using i've got wow. that same little keyboard and that's awesome I was trying to find it for the podcast so i could play a few beepy boopies and i can't find it don't know where it is it's probably the same fate as a food laminate <laughs> probably long gone now maybe yeah it's been laminated that it's yeah. been put into cold storage <laughs> but it'll be mad fresh next to there'll be some fresh beats when you play that bad boy next let me tell you so he does what i would do as well you know i would break the rules but i would also put hats on us Put and a funny Santa hat on. Yeah, him. the only the, only one hat though. Like you got to do. I was expecting a montage of hats, like you know. Oh, of, of the Mogwai coming out of the changing room and being like, yeah, huh? yeah, and yeah. And then like nods, <laughs> thumbs, and thumbs down. down. Yeah. <laughs> the juicer that the dad has made is also rubbish and is broken in the way that it can make infinite juice from one orange. Yeah. And it, Dad, you like, solved world hunger again. We just wanted some flipping juice, you moron. But it's more like a smoothie, isn't it? It's more like a kind of thick gunk coming out of it at the end. There's a lot of ooze in this movie, isn't there? Loads of ooze, loads of ooze and gunk and gunge. A lot yeah. of it. Yeah. It's surprisingly got a very nineties aesthetic for a nineteen eighty four movie, like a bit Nickelodeon at times. I must say as well, do you notice how everyone is like in complete defiance to all of these like 80s movies? Mm. It's like not at all remotely got any character who's like, whoa, an otherworldly creature. We better hide it because like I bet people are going to want to come and the government and all that like. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh, it's this fucking species that we've never heard of. But back in those days, you didn't have Wikipedia. So you might just not know about some animals. You can't look it up, can you? Yeah, but like it could even be like in Stranger Things where they'd be like, Whoa, look at it. it's just like another franchise from around this time. Like it's just like, you know, Gremlins or Critters mm. or E. T. or you know, it's it's just like another popular franchise. That's what we're doing here, is is mentioning another one there. <laughs> you know So I mean, everyone is cool. There's no worries about this. Even when like you make Corey Feldman comes around and he like drops some water on it and like oh you know he's like cool whatever oh there's five of them now cool yeah Grant sorry yeah yeah I mean Mogwai got dampened pretty quick a lot of these rules are being broken like like that like I thought they'd drag it out a bit longer no pretty much instantaneous rule breaking you know but straight away a, a pot full of water just g- goes on him when I was watching this Joe was watching it as well and she yeah. fucking thought that the 
little furry guys growing and being born. She thought that was the grossest part of the movie, pretty much. She hated it. It's quite gross. Yeah, they're ugly. They're really fucking ugly. Yeah, they, they, they come out as like little fucking fur pellets off yeah. the back of of gizmo and then they kind of vibrate and grow big and then like they've got these really fucking minging manky ass faces like just oh fucking hell how do you exist you gross fucking disgusting thing and they're surly as well they're all like mean fucking faces on them and their ears their ears they're like really gross they're like right i've got a in the spirit of this, because they were been a hawk in a hard place of this, they had like a PG and a 15s. Mm. That was the only two ratings they had. This is one of the reasons why the 12 rating was actually made, was because of this right. movie. So I've got like a, a 15s and a non-15, like a more friendly version of this analogy. Which one should I use? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go for the grown-up one, mate. I'll right, go for the grown-up one. The ears are like grey and veiny, humid, old ball sacks. Okay. And what was the more family-friendly version? The ears are like veiny, humid ball sacks. <laughs> hey. It's just, um, you lose two of the descriptors there, old and grey. Yeah. But probably veiny and humid, are the, they're, more, they're the more raunchy adjectives, aren't they? Like, they I guess are. So, you know, I guess so, I guess so. They should ring the shop, really. I mean, that's what you do in this case. You ring the helpline, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, does that guy look like he'd have a, a helpline number? The scary shop owner guy. Well, he knows where it is. Like, tell dads. I guess know? he could have just gone back. Yeah, look, yeah. mate, I bought one of these. <laughs> Taking it back. Everyone's got dollar signs <laughs> in their eyes, like, you know. There's no shop that you can reasonably go, I bought this product from you. I now have six of them. Can I give you all of them back? <laughs> Is that possible, like? It's an interesting customer service dilemma. I mean, that could be, like, something that would happen if you maybe bought something in a pet shop that bred very quickly. Yeah. But they usually sterilize most of those things, I guess, so I don't know. Unique situation, I guess. Mm. These fucking rowdy gizmos, though. These rowdy mogwai. Not having any of it. They're fuckers with their pints on the train at nine in the morning, causing everyone to be feeling a bit upset, like, you know. Yeah, they're all they're all rotters, aren't they? They're, just, they're playing Donkey Kong. They're biting. <laughs> they're... <laughs> Hanging the dog. They've been, they, yeah, stringing up the dog. They're being all loud and annoying. Yeah, I don't like them. But there is kind of, you know, from an ill teaching standpoint, right? You've got the obvious, the, the, the gifted and talented there. You've got Gizmo, you know, and mm. he obviously needs to have a bit of attention there. But I really would question the the long-term good of putting all the rowdy group there, the low achievers, in a small suitcase on their own. Going, That's going to sow discord in that group. Yeah, I mean, you want more of a sort of mixed ability classroom rather than just that's that's not on, is it? They might have eaten Gizmo though, like because you know that's probably a thing you have to. You know, it's in their house instead of a coffee machine, like like I'd have. They've mm. got like a Bovril dispenser. <laughs> I did write down that the, the coffee machine is just dishing out Bovril. <laughs> it's definitely not Marmite. It is Bovril. Like mm. it ha- it's that definite Bovril kind of quality to it. You yeah. Know? It hangs like Bovril does in a strand, you know? She's mm. all like, oh, this is okay. It's all right. I love... Who needs coffee when you've got Bovril? Fair point. It's got vitamins and a hot, beefy taste, you know? Mm. Now, old Daddy Rand, he sees these things multiplying. He's now seen it. The dad who bought this thing has seen that they've multiplied and that the multiplied ones are kind of pricks. But in his mind, this is an opportunity for the big score for him to make some real business money. 
proper by selling these to every household in America. Now, that storyline never really pays off. I thought that was going to be the thing. Yeah, they really set it up like, yeah, that's the hook. Sells this to all these different households and then they start fucking shit up. But that's not really what happens. He just, he goes away to some robot convention and then comes back at the end. Yeah, dad doesn't really have a lot to, maybe it's because it's him telling the story. This is him, his embellishment, you know? But he really sets up this whole thing like, ah, the, the pelts are pet, he'll be in every home in America. They set up this whole thing, this aspiration, this idea that he has. It's ridiculous. He's signs in his eyes. He's an inventor. He didn't invent that. It's made of meat. You can't invent anything made of meat. It's literally <laughs> impossible. That's like going against the laws of nature. That's mm. that's the law. When people are like, when does science go too far or inventing go too far? It's when you make something yeah. of meat. Yeah, it's wrong. You can't. It's ethically wrong. Yeah. So they decide to use the 1984 equivalent of Google, a science teacher. Yeah, just bring it to fucking school. Give it, give it to the teacher. Purposely makes more. It's like, hello, science teacher, here are the three rules. Well, mate, in science, he's all these wacky science teachers. Oh, rules are made to be broken, man. Not all scientists wear white coats. The fucking ones who've got proper <laughs> jobs do, you fucking hippie, yeah? All right? Put it on. You have to wear a coat in the lab. You'll get chemicals on you, and you will ruin your shirt. And yeah. he needs to really buck up his ideas this that. Call the police! Yeah, or at least some kind of animal care thing, RSPCA or something. <laughs> they might be able to sort it out, but instead they're pipetting a bit of water onto it just to demonstrate it. Unbelievable. Science teachers, man, Risky. going too far. Risky business. So the farmer starts warning about gremlins and starts bringing up the... This is like a big thing in America in the 40s, the idea of gremlins. Like It was like a Walt Disney thing as well. Like they had a little short film about it. But mm. it was like there was a superstition almost amongst like pilots and stuff. And I know like it was I know it was kind of done almost like not like a propaganda thing, but kind of like a, a it was like a mass advertising thing, which is like oh gremlins in planes and stuff like that. They're the things that cause planes to crash and causes you know malfunctions and equipments. So I think that's like what he was talking about. I'm not sure if it wasn't genuine superstition or if it was just like kind of a publicity thing because Roald Dahl did like a book as well where he brought up the idea of gremlins in the 40s. Also gremlin fever. Mate. Yeah. That's the guy who hates foreign things, isn't it? Just yeah, saying. it's foreign things and gremlins. Yeah. So Billy has a walk in a chat with Kate. Kate, the uh, girl he met earlier. And mm. he's like, oh, God shucks, everyone's happy at Christmas. Kate's not too hot on Christmas. No, she? she hates Christmas. And she's got the data yeah. to back it up as well, like, you know. She does. Now, Kate says something here. She's talking about how some people are really depressed at Christmas, which, you know, fair point. That is a shame. Mm. But she really emphasised it with saying, when everyone else is opening their presents, they're opening their wrists. I think, jeez, Kate. Like, <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. Bit, like, bit, bit much. Bit much. Just opening the wrists. Like, that, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, fucking hell. Gripping it. Into, what? That's horrifying. Yeah. God. And then she's like, oh, you're fucking, like, what, are you ragging on me for not liking Christmas? Can't handle me with a really graphic, grotesque oh, fucking description of suicide? What's the matter, Billy? Are you a loser? <laughs> but to be fair, like, a few moments later, Billy asks her out. So maybe that kind of brusqueness... Uh, <laughs> brusque isn't the right word. Brusqueness but- <laughs> isn't a word. <laughs> It might be. Maybe that, you know, that, that realness is, is kind of charming in a way. I, w- I want a girl who's going to be like, 
Yo, I'm gonna make a really fucking graphic, disgusting suicide analogy. Let's meet up on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's continue this discussion over drinks, huh? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a fair point. People who get depressed and stuff on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I remember a real innocent, shattering moment for me. I think I was like 10 or thereabouts. It was the first Christmas where I wasn't just based at my home. We had to go and visit my granny who had moved into a home. So we had to like drive like for like an hour right. to go visit my granny. And when we were driving there, on the side of the road, there was like a dude who clearly had like a big fight at like a Christmas party or, or a dinner or something because he's wearing like, you know, Christmassy clothes, but he looked like he had fucking tears in his eyes. He looked really angry and he's storming up the street. And my mum and dad were like, oh, someone's had a big fight on Christmas. And I was like, yeah, why? What? And I looked out and I was like, whoa, wait, what? You can, that can, oh my God. Like, I was like, I didn't think bad things can happen on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's just how like insulated I was. It was like kind of, but Christmas uh, is when there's Game Boy. <laughs> How can there be no. bad things on Christmas? So, yeah, that was uh, not a patch on her bad Christmas experience. No, but still so. pretty bad. The teacher at the school, the science teacher, he looks way too happy to be injecting and blood testing this gremlin. He's he's really, like, relishing this opportunity. Yeah, you think he'd, like, go to, you know, other scientists? Yeah, there must be other teachers in the school who'd be like, <laughs> hey, what's that thing? Let's maybe talk about this before you start testing its blood. And how's this guy meant to get all his marking done and be doing this shit as well? He leaves the place <laughs> at two in the morning. It's like, mate, where are your lesson plans for tomorrow, you know? It's absolute bollocks. He takes blood, gives him some drugs. I do not think that science teachers have that general authority with kind of aliens. I I don't think he does. Back in the homesteads, the rabbits are uh, causing some mischief, (laughs) bouncing about the place. Those raven rabbits, eh? Yeah. And they uh, get some food, and they eat really grossly. Yeah, they do. And I tell you what, Kevin, it looks pretty late to be feeding these guys. It looks pretty late. But Billy Billy checks, doesn't he? He looks at the clock. 25 to midnight thereabouts. Okay, got some time. If there was a rule for an animal or a pet that you encountered, which was don't feed them after midnight, and it was fucking 22... You'd probably still not feed them, wouldn't you? I'd have a, an hour buffer, yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's uh, I would be kind of like, right, just to be safe, it'll be 11 then, you know? Kind of like heading off like 20 minutes early on a car journey just to give yourself a little bit of leeway, you know, just exactly. to be extra careful. That's kind of, this is very much the taking the motor away, you know, he's not doing that here, he's just going reckless. That food's still going to be digesting after midnight, maybe we'll leave it. Also as well, I think it's really important, you can't give out rules and not explain their consequences. No. The only one that gets explained is like, don't put them in the sunlight or fucking kill them. Uh, that's pretty well established. And so the guy's like, oh, so if I get him damp, like, what is it just like paralyze them or like maim them or don't mention that bit just don't put them in the sun it will kill them don't get them wet don't feed them after midnight oh my god you'd be so bad at this well because i nearly forgot one yes yeah have you fed your cat today no i don't normally feed him until about after midnight kind of time just pretty pretty late on yeah he's been fed a, a late night eater, a huh? Joke. No. Speaking of midnight snacks, huh? You know, no. up all night, baby. Oh, Deagle's on the warpath. Yeah. She's back. Threatens to kill the dog again. Really hammering at home that she wants to murder a dog. I mean, if you're watching this on Christmas with the, the dog in the room, this is not a very good movie. This is an awkward movie to watch that like. You know, that's not one I would recommend. Science teachers showing some movies and all the rowdy boys, they've cocooned themselves now because they have eaten, they've tricked them, they've played old tricks with 
with the clock, and they basically just unplugged it, and old fucking Muggins didn't check it, did he? Sneaky bastards. They've entered the pupil stage. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. I probably did learn that in science, and then I forgot. I only know that because there was a Far Side cartoon where there was, like, an insect teenager... And she's like, Mom, you know, you don't understand. Me and Gary will get through this just as soon as he pupates. And the, uh, the guy was a kind of a big round, kind of ball looking <laughs> kind of awkward. And it was very, very funny. So I've, uh, the word of pupil and pupate has always been in my heart ever since that moment. Yeah, those cocoon sacks are very alien-esque, aren't they? They're, they are right out alien. Yeah, Absolutely. Disgusting. So gross. Yeah. You know, that is like not Flavor Town. That in there. No. Opposite of Flavor Town. Oh, sour, greasy town. Like, absolutely S- gross. Sour city. <laughs> they, they start coming out. You don't see them, like, for quite a while. There's lots of kind of teases. You see them kind of opening out. You don't get a f- clear glimpse of them. You know, Billy comes yeah. in to meet the science teacher because he's freaking out that they've come out of the cocoon and he's bitten his hand. They've killed him, stuck a needle up his arse. Like, you know, he's... <laughs> I mean, that's how you kill a man. Once there's a needle in there... You're done. No one's getting up from that. The the slow reveal that you mentioned, the kind of not seeing all of it until yeah, yeah. quite later on. Very Spielbergian, isn't it? Very uh, very Steven Spielberg kind of deal. And he, you know, he had his hands all over this. It's true. It's like on Jaws. Uh, it also was a thing they showed you less because you helped build suspense. It is also much easier to do that as well. Like, Well, yeah, from a practical sense, yeah, you just have to put a little bit of a hand up for a for a scene rather than a whole big gremlin whereas nowadays it's got cgi's and it all costs the same yeah pretty much i mean you know what it's, it's kind of like though i feel for the puppets puppeteers because i actually read an article recently that was like how we made it and they had like 25 master puppeteers to do this and it was really fucking difficult apparently to get some of the shots it was very very yeah. like ahead of its time and a lot of like blood sweat and tears went into it i know like the people who do like the Ardman animations wallace and mm. Gromit, so that's really difficult as well i wonder if they would benefit from the spielbergian approach like if they did like wallace and Gromit, but there was just loads of like kind of ominous shots <laughs> Like, oh, what's that like? You don't actually see Wallace eat his cheese for like a good 15 minutes into the cereal, you know? The cheese doesn't get revealed for a long time. You see maybe a little a little bit of it, a little, <laughs> little bit peeking up. Maybe some crackers, like, you yeah. know? You're not even sure if it's Wednesday day or not, you know? Mm. So there's all these terrible little monkey monster creatures and they've got all these horrible mates and they got to go ruin Christmas. They go after the mother back in Billy's house. She makes pretty much quick work of them, though. She's great at the... I mean, she, her instinct is taking a knife upstairs. She's going to fucking stab him. Um, Billy's ringing her saying, get out of the house. But these grotty little freaks are, are already here eating gingerbread and stuff, aren't they? That gingerbread was grosser than the gremlins, though. It's fucking yellow ice and... Like, yellow gunk coming out of it, yeah. Oh, Ugh. gross. But these gremlins look proper gross. Were you familiar with that, that grossness, that level of no. grossness? Wow. Didn't know that's what they would look like. That no. is amazing. So, yeah. she murders one in a blender, stabs another one, zip, yep. you know, a little one-two. Psycho stuff. Microwaves another one as well, so. That's fucking Newgrounds animation style <laughs> murder there. That's yeah, it has yucky. like the kind of the noise or the sound effect that if you got like a big bag full of curry and you drop like just a shopping <laughs> bag full of curry and you dropped it from a two story window like <laughs> that heavy fucking wet yeah. splat that's man a, that's exactly what it sounds like oh like, fucking gloriously gooey and ucky I know I usually don't like uh, crazy over the top gore but because they're gremlins it's funny so and this this happens so like 
one, two, three, like three big murders all in a row. There's only like four of them, like other than the main Yeah, guys, pretty speedy so. work. She's 3-0 up on these jerks already. They start strangling her with the tinsel. I think it's Stripe who's like the leader one. He's got a little uh, mohawk action going on there. Yeah. And I don't think I could think of a worse Christmas time death than being strangled with tinsel. That is literally like... That's the I worst I don't like worst, how tinsel it? feels. I really don't. No. Your dying thoughts would be, oh, this, oh, ah, it's a bit... Ugh, yeah. ah, get it off me, and then you'd be dead. Billy bursts back in. Now, does your house have just some swords on the wall? No. But no? I know, like, people, like, are into, like, Lord of the Rings and shit. Like, they get the swords, don't they? So, But, but I guess, the, like, you might still be decorating and stuff. You might want to put some... Just put some swords on the wall. Maybe it's, like, a collector's edition of Assassin's Creed or some bollocks. Because <laughs> it feels like they've been coming out every year since 84. And, like, yeah, you paid, yeah. like, $900. They got these big fucking shit swords. Very convenient moment there for just Billy. Just grab a sword. Fuck this prick into a fire with a sword. That's great as well. I mean, that's, he probably should have got bonus points for chuck him in the fire. That's really good. I thought he was going to get chopped, but instead he gets bashed with the sword into a fire, and then you see him burning. It's really quite gruesome. It is. This is like it goes from not to gruesome really, really quickly. And this is yeah. kind of this is where this movie ran into some problems with its classification of kind of they were trying to make it like yeah, it's for kids. It's got kind of kids scenarios like school and familiar kid authority figures, and it's kind of a structure of a kids 80s movie in many ways yeah but boy this shit is fucking gruesome (laughs) you don't see any gruesome stuff happen to humans but the gremlins have pretty scary deaths yes very scary deaths and it's kind of i can't remember what that i used to remember it when i watched it as a kid on saturday tv but someone had a joke an entertainer who would hit a puppet and people go oh and then you go it's a puppet but yeah. it is it's just puppets it's so a gremlin it's a gremlin it's alright it's fine don't matter so. so Billy heads off to the YMCA where Stripe is and he pops into a pool and all this bubbling happens he's gonna make a million billion gremlins basically the synth here sounded like a cat in heat yeah I mean, what Stripe does here is, is essentially kind of create a jacuzzi within the YMCA, which would be should be amazing, wouldn't it? That'd be, be pretty cool. Yeah, you can really get that in a YMCA usually, I don't think. With all the you? young men there, knowing that that's where they can go. <laughs> Look, there's a YMCA I just wanted to try and sneak in just a little reference. Oh, it's good, you know. And I mean, yeah. I'm sure those young men would appreciate I mean, I'd love a giant jacuzzi. Yeah, who wouldn't? It's all bright and colourful and smoky and misty and yeah i bet it smells delicious mate these new bath bombs are next level there should be a gremlin's bath bomb that how looks is a bit there? like yes. a gremlin you pop it in and it all bubbles oh my and goes green fucking god no no dragons uh, dead. Edit, edit dragons this bit dead. Out and we'll fucking no 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 sam this is it this is our opportunity we're gonna make money <laughs> You're sounding a lot like Peltzer right now. Just, you've got dollar signs in your eyes looking at this... Um, Can you imagine? <laughs> Gremlin's bath bomb. Can you imagine Duncan Bannertine's yeah. stupid fucking face when he saw us drop a striped Gremlin bath bomb? It has the fucking gross mouth and the big eyes, and you pop it in. Boom. Green bubbles. Done. And it should smell like apples as well, because uh, yeah. it's a nice smell. Because you want a gross smell, though. No one would buy that then. He goes to the police, who promptly do nothing. 
And now it's time to play one of those great games. Did you know who the person was? Yes, I did. Fucking A. Fucking Mike from Breaking Bad. Younger Mike, huh? Yeah. How amazing is that? It's really amazing. It made me very happy to see him. Because I didn't recognise him at first. And then it was his voice that kind of gave it away. And then I sort of started paying attention to how he looked. Because he was, he was kind of a minor character. Yeah, he is. He's, he's quite minor. But you can hear that low, kind of gruff voice. I'd seen this last when I was like a kid. Like I, I haven't seen this since I was like a, at least 10 or so. So I had even completely forgotten it was in it. Joe pointed out his name in the credits when we were watching at the start. I was like, who the fuck does he play again? And I was like, oh shit, there we see that there he is as a young policeman. Nice moment. Yeah, very nice, nice moment. moment. There's an army of grumblings on the loose. <laughs> They're just fucking shit up about the town, aren't they? They're... Jumping on your aerial. Their mischief is wildly inconsistent. Mm. It's kind of like, What? You're not mailing any letters today, dickhead. Fuck off. Why? And, oh, you fucking rotters. I need to mail those. And then it's like, Hey, we're going to fucking destroy your house, old man. <laughs> and kill you and your stupid wife. You gremlins. Stop it. It is weird, isn't it? Because like, I think later on, they're, they're just kind of mucking around in a cinema. But then before that, they've committed some murders. Like... <laughs> I think they're just running amok, but killing people sometimes if they feel like well, it. Well, the word amok does not get used as soon as someone's died. <laughs> they've, they've run amok. You know what? Uh, it's funny because in Irish, with a few words I remember, a pig is amok, which is ah. really funny. Like, you look at a pig, go, oh, look at that, on muck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they decide as well, like, to go fuck with Mrs. Deagle, that wealthy dowager. Now, I was hoping she'd get her comeuppance, Sam. I was kind of hoping she'd get a cream pie in the face or, or, you know, would drop a monocle into a champagne glass or something. I I must admit, there was a part of me when they came in, I was like, yeah, kill that landlord. Uh, But, you know, they just, they're just being silly. They're just singing some carols scaring her she's like ah these demons come to get me and then they rigged that old bag's chair up so it flies out the fucking window <laughs> i mean happy new year <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty great like ridiculous physical comedy there that's like almost blues brothers level silliness of yeah it is killing all ladies on christmas on christmas eve (laughs) some of the music in in these um gremlins fucking shit up scenes is great when they get in the digger there's some really fun music oh yeah yeah really fucking great stuff yeah 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 Yeah. the music i think generally in like 80s movies anytime we do any of these big 80s movies it's like always just a gloriously pleasant surprise oh yeah that music is just fucking brilliant like to the point now i would see thor ragnarok the other day and they're just like taking music from these era of movies and just using that again because it was so good yeah it's like oh yeah let's just th- do that again yeah we were we were wrong the last 30 or so years let's just go back to that like you know yeah not even santa is safe from these gremlins not oh, even santa mate, nothing is sacred not to the gremlins like you know no so kate is at the bar she's working at the bar as usual and mm-hmm. she's serving them and they're all clearly underage. They're only like an hour old. <laughs> yeah, in all these other scenes with the destruction, like with the police getting the brakes cut and they crash, or Corey Feldman is having to fight him off with the catapult 
and some scissors uh, or Santa's falling over or being hurt or that lady's been thrown out of a window by a chairlift. Whereas Katie, they, they seem to just be respecting the fact that it's a bar and you get drinks and she's kind of, I mean, they're, they're throwing shit everywhere, but she's just kind of giving them beers. But did they leave a tip? Because like most of these people working, you know, bar shifts, Sam, they That's like their worst pretty crime. much, they live on the tip. Like that is actually the real wage for them. And they don't get that. It's like not being paid at all pretty much. A bunch of fucking reservoir dogs, Steve Buscemi's here, just not gross not even thinking about leaving a tip so i like about the gremlins right is that Mm. they all have a personality okay and that's cool because i like that the gremlins have personalities like one of the gremlins personalities is smoking and another one's personality is he flashes Kay, and he's like why look at my willy and he's like but you've not got willy damn it oh that's weird it's great it's wrong anyway isn't it indecent exposure or is it and did he, he not have a willy he didn't no he didn't no. seem to have a willy like remember when crazy frog had a willy he did yeah i always thought that no. was that he had a, an outy belly button but no it was a little no, willy. It's little little willy isn't it yeah that's what i'd imagine a gremlin willy was like like crazy frog's willy that's great and people are going oh yeah <laughs> christmas time i'll tune into the cinema swirl christmas special it's uh oh, he's crazy frog had a willy didn't he <laughs> bleak ramblings <laughs> other personalities one of them's got a hat and yeah. the other one has got um, yeah there's like a jazz gremlin yeah there's a puppet gremlin jazz gremlin yeah. leg warmers gremlin yeah. uh drunk gremlins you know yeah. electricity gremlins there's a gremlin here who's got three cigarettes on the go and it, whether they're in his mouth yeah and he's sort of asking katie for a light can't do it himself i'm sure there was one smoking before who must have used a match or a lighter to smoke but would have been repulsed by the light maybe he's like kind of a the the lighter in a car like uh, yeah, one probably of those out to the car type, type of things maybe i wonder if like yeah. after the smoking ban came in there was some lads like yeah well, i'm gonna take a cigarette out and put it in my mouth oh it doesn't mean i can't chomp on him huh you know like it's uh rolling around there like this fucking dickhead gremlin i bet that happened so Kay makes her escape via photographs and yeah. bill and Kay and gizmo run through the chaotic streets find a little place to have a quick moment and kate tells her sad story ho 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 merry christmas wish it was a home for christmas not in the yeah. World War One. It's the worst World War of all. <laughs> There's not even proper guns. <laughs> yeah. But there was football, though. So anyway, yeah, our Christmas story. What do you think of the famous Christmas story from Gremlins? I'm sure everyone listening knows of which we speak. Yeah, my dad was Santa fell down chimney. This is my story. Sit right down. She'll tell you about how our world got turned upside down. And like I tell you, sit right there. My dad fell down the chimney and broke his neck. Horrible, isn't it? Sad, <laughs> sad story. Yeah. You know what? This is really funny because I saw this movie as a kid. Like, I did. Mm. I saw it as a kid. And then I remember watching it was something like years ago. It was like Nostalgia Critic or someone reviewed it or some YouTube thing I watched when I was like younger was up yeah. and they mentioned the sad story from this. And I was like, wait, was that in Gremlins? 
because I mm. literally had no memory of it. And I always wondered if it was A, someone who I was watching with was like, oh, this shit's too sad. Kevin, come over here. Look at this fucking, look at these keys or some shit. Or if like I was literally like taken out of the room or, or I just blotted it from my memory because it was so sad. It was too much for naive, young, happy Kevin to absorb. Probably that one, really. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, that you, you don't want to dwell on that story for too long. The more you think about it, the, the sadder it is. I think it's probably not entirely necessary. What, to, to the larger story of the yeah. film? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a nice bit of character for her. It's like, oh, I guess that's why she doesn't like Christmas. Yeah, it ties up that plot thread. It has no other bearing whatsoever, like. No. Oh, then every other scene with Katie, you're like, oh, man, she must be really sad. Ooh, fucking hell. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the kind of sadness that gives you diarrhea, like, it's just too sad, yeah. you know? And then we get, like, a sad synth cover of Silent Night to, to really let us think about that, don't we? It's it like, is, it's really bad. sad, it is really sad, and, you know, yeah. I mean no disrespect, right, no word of a lie, but in all mm. fairness, though, what a fucking dumb, idiot, stupid thing to do, what a maroon. What, to actually climb down the chimney. Yeah, that's so dumb! Yeah, it is. Hi, kids, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You've ruined Christmas, you fucking idiots. <laughs> and you're not yeah. even ready to deal with the consequences of your massive, quite frankly, shockingly massive fuck-up. You dropped the ball, Harold. If only she'd have seen it in the same way and been like, you know, my dad fell down the chimney and broke his neck. What a bloody knobhead. What a silly sausage he was. Anyway, let's go kill those gremlins. Santa or Chips? chips okay brought to me for christmas by santa oh there we go yeah there we go there's always a new slant there's always a new slant mm. you can take on it the gremlins desecrate a very sacred place somewhere which has been kind of a beacon for me in recent hard times mate it's one thing when you kill a bunch of old stupid ladies and old stupid farmers but when you start messing with the the house of cinema the house that hollywood built i'm talking about the cinema that is a line that has crossed too far they're rowdy they're misbehaving that is basically my front room that you're fucking with Le- leave the big telly alone leave it I mean, alone i had some real horrible customers in my time at the cinema oh i can imagine because yeah. you know in my cinema like my cinema way back home in rural Ireland, back near Mullingar, right and it's still like mm. this on a saturday morning parents who are going in like to go like into town for the day to like go out a few beers and go they drop the kids off they do they put the kids in a matinee show and and then they go see ya and the kids literally run around the cinema oh my god yeah not happy with that i mean imagine you wouldn't be equipped really to deal with that like what with kids running around and stuff as a cinnamon man no uh nor would i be equipped to deal with (laughs) with as a cinnamon or to deal with gremlins just mucking about and roughing up the place what's the worst misbehaving that you had in the cinema because i know you talked before about like kind of weird customers and stuff that you've had and problems at the ticket counter but have you ever been like kind of yo this shit going down in here someone's like fucking kicking seats or someone's like being loud or being a boor or something like that so there's there's been plenty of like loud people yeah loud children what do you do with loud children well i i never had to do anything i i just customers would come to me and complain and then i'd go to the the ushers and say there's some people kicking oh, up oh so there, you keep, sort keep out. hands clean, i didn't like, have to go in you order the hit like fucking don chapman over here you know there was a fight once <laughs> what 
It was a fight over uh, over seats. Because you know how you get these reserved seats? Yeah, yeah. And you know, like whenever people would book seats, they'd always say, yeah, but no one really sits in them, do they? No, it's, it's okay to do that if there's like a dozen people or less in the cinema. Yeah, but if there's fine. more than that, people are entitled to their seats, I think. But the, the attitude where people are like, yeah, but no one really sits in them. I'm like, well, oh, if everyone do. thought like that, then it'd just be chaos, wouldn't it? We wouldn't even have a booking system. Yeah. There um, wouldn't even be a booking fee then. Could you imagine the chaos? Madness. The, anyway, the fight broke out because someone was sitting in someone's reserved seats and they said, excuse me, I've got those seats. And they'd refused to move. And then it escalated into actual... A violent scuffle. Wow. So that was probably the most Gremlins-esque situation I've got. I've been, you know, privy to in my time at the cinema. Gremlins all watch Snow White. Uh, have you ever seen Snow That's White? That's nice, isn't it? No, I haven't seen it. Wow. Not seen that film. Uh, actually, where are you on the kind of the Disney stuff? Because I was thinking that a Disney swirl would be a good shade for us because we've not touched any Disney. And I know, like, I saw the big Disney movies when I was a kid, but, like, did you see your Lion Kings, your Herculeses, your Hunchback and Notre Dames, etc.? Seen the Lion King, haven't seen those other ones. We might need to go through, uh, you and I at some point, a list of ones that you have seen, like, because some of the old classic Snow White ones. haven't seen, Bambi haven't seen. Oh my god, yeah, of course, Bambi's not been seen. You've not seen the Aristocats either, you know? No. That's that's shocking, mate, that. you know? Lady and the Tramp. Not seen it. Wow. Hey, mate, I saw a Lady and the Tramp the other day, mate. It was, uh, look in the, look in the mirrors, I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> I call myself a tramp for for, no, I, uh, for yeah I get uh, for for laughs. No, I'd liked it. So Billy and Kate have got a little bit of a plan: burn the cinema to the ground. This is the ending of Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much is, yeah. Except the Gremlins are Hitler and a bunch of Nazis. Do you think that we won't be having the problem with like people? Like, not seeing that Nazis are bad currently in this political climate. As much as you'd think they would if we called them Gremlins instead, yeah. Yeah, Gremlins isn't as gross a name as it could be, I think. Mm. Like, like I associate Gremlin... I know Gizmo is a mogwai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think of him as a Gremlin. Mm. He's quite cute and nice. He is. He's a little Gremlin, isn't he? He's a little nice little Gremlin. He is a little bit of... I I would do a little bit of Gremlin at the weekend now myself, like a little bit. A little bit of Gremlin. I'm not sure about the Nazi thing. It's, you know, a a Nazi by any other name would still be... (laughs) (laughs) Would smell just just as sour and (laughs) gross, yeah. Oh, man, I tell you right here, okay, they they head off to the mall zone because those stripes are live, okay? And I tell you what, there was some hot contenders for my cute feels right here, Sam, because Stripe went on a little bike and anything on a little bike is fucking cute to me, right? Like yeah. the fucking bloated corpse of a drained pig on a bike is cute as far as I'm concerned, you know, mm. on a little ding ding. Oh, come on now, huh? That's fucking cute. Well, the bloated corpse of a dead pig riding on a bike, isn't that mostly in the Jigsaw films? Like that's part of, kind probably of, part like, of the plot. Know, would you like to play a game? Why is it you have to race these oink, oink. bloated corpse pigs on bikes? <laughs> like, try not to um, lose. We've kind of skirted over the fact that Billy's plot is successful. He blows up most of these gremlins and there's loads of them and they all burn. I just, I, I sort of feel bad for them because they're living things and the way they die is always so gruesome. It's so little is established about why they are as they are and how intelligent that they are and yeah it's uh, it's sad because they're clearly enjoying themselves yeah they're just having a laugh in the cinema but... and don't tar the boys went to the cinema with their friends not like the <laughs> ones who went to that 
bar with the drinking and the cigarettes <laughs> and the hand puppets. The boys just went to the cinema and I think it's wrong that they were burnt alive. I thought that was an overreaction, quite frankly. Yeah. Stripe at one point. Is it Stripe? Stripe. Stripe or Stipe, like Michael Stipe. <laughs> He's losing his religion, and he's sort of skateboarding around a department store. And it was a very Avril Lavigne moment for me. Much, it was. Much as you found the, the ride on the bike cute, I found that kind of, hey guys, want to go crash the mall? Life's like this, you know? Yeah, I mean, and these gremlins are very complicated. You know? Yeah, exactly, you know? I like when you and I are just hanging out in a car... It's complicated, exactly, you know? Yeah. It's like Fight Club. It's complicated, <laughs> it's, it's, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like the, the iconic scene at the end of Fight Club, and... The buildings are coming down, they're holding hands, and Avril Lavigne's... Yeah. so complicated! See way you're acting like you're somebody else, boy, it was him all along. <laughs> and Avril Lavigne said that when she saw that, she cried, like, in tears of, like, it's an important movie. Very Billy's outmatched by Stripe. I'll tell you right now, he's he's completely outmatched. He's got his ball bat. He's shite. He's he's come here an arm and a leg short. He's he's not ready for this fight. He gets fucking crossbows, bleeding from the head, chainsaw, yeah. skin your ass raw. <laughs> you know he's, he's <laughs> the, the, the biscuit. Reference. And if he ain't careful. He's gonna he's gonna break some of his face tonight. Give him something to break. There are a lot of things to break because this whole final showdown is taking place in a department store. That's a great place to set a final fight. Oh yeah, yeah. You almost have different levels, like different zones. Like, oh, we're in the TV zone. Yeah, like there's in- toys for them to play in. You know, that means we get Gizmo in a little car as well, and that's fucking that yeah. was the other thing that was like, okay now. That is very he's in a little car. Doing now, some micro machines stunts, yeah some insane stunt bonuses, yeah. Yeah, little right. car is not as cute as a little bike. If Gizmo had been on a little bike, that would have been peak cuteness. Yeah, I think so. Bloated pig in a little car, though. Mm, nah, not really not. even that cute at all, I'd say, like, to be honest. Stripe is chased into a fountain. He's basically going to make a whole load more of himself. He looks extra gross here. He's all, like, bubbling and lumpy and oozing. And, you know, if this... I'd be worried at the demonstration in the den, Sam, that, like, we would be like, oh, and you just put it in there. And they're like, oh, is it meant to do that? And it's all, like, gross. And, like, oh, fuck, yeah. this is not really how we, how we intended it to go down in front of the dragons here. I think Deborah <laughs> might think twice about investing now. My first thought when he went into the fountain was, not the coins, you fucking son of a bitch. Oh, like he was going to get the... Yeah, he's like, so long, shuckers. I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, rich. You know, I'm rich. <laughs> Gizmo is kind of, you know, he talks a bit in the movie, and he's there kind of like, you know, he's up in his face. And then, then we get a Stripe. He, he says the most poignant thing of the movie. He says, Gizmo caca. Points a fucking mm. gun at him, like, mate, he's packing ease. Inventor Dad, at this point, is coming home, isn't he? He's nearly... Yeah, yeah. He's back. And I thought, well... He was the narrator at the start. He's made a right mess here. He's know? been at a robot convention this whole time. He's going to come back. He's going to use the bathroom, buddy. He's going to take out Stripe. He doesn't do anything. No, he's useless. Yeah. Katie was the one who's put the big light on at one point to her Stripe. Yeah, Katie, she's played her part, and she did it as well, all while processing the fact, like... Because, I mean, it must have been a few times when she was doing that, she was like, oh, Jesus, remember when my fucking dad... Like, <laughs> I just... Why did I tell that story all over again? Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, you know? So, Stripe gets 
caught in an open air zone, kind of the garden center part to it. Gizmo mm. dives, he opens up all the windows and all the verandas and all that jazz, and all the light pours in. This is so gross. It was proper like the thing. It was way more gross than I remembered. Yeah, it like melts his skin. Ah! Yeah, it just dissolves. It's like you've poured salt on a slug and it's just kind of good and just collapsing they cut back to the dog who's again got that big and he's gonna fucking drink him up like he's gonna eat yeah. like some sort of thick soup it's gonna be horrible like yuck the grossest bit to me was where the skeleton is still alive and pops out oh yeah you get the jump scare the you think he's dead yeah. and he goes over and it jumps out and i'm like and then it dies and then the skeleton kind of deflates I don't like that. That's ugh, yucky. And Dad's just like, hey, kids, what's going on? Yeah, ha- hands over a scarf so you can keep the light away from Gizmo. <laughs> wow, you really saved the day, old man. Thanks a yeah, lot. Oh, thanks for bringing your scarf, mate. And then they just kind of like leave. They're like, all right, that's okay, you know. They didn't even check to see if it stopped bubbling, you know. I would have counted to 20, you know, at least. Poked it mm. with a stick at the very... I would have spat on it at least just to make sh- doubly, <laughs> triply sure that it was all above board. We cut back and the news are on and it's been a cover-up. Someone didn't take their pill, man. The, the red pill or the blue pill because they're like, yeah, it was riots, man. It wasn't riots. It like, was reports riots. of little green men. But that's what actually happened. Mm. That's what actually happened. Do you think there's been gremlins in real and it's been covered up by the corrupt media? Pretty much, yeah. Dishonest media. Probably every day, mate. Yeah, and I mean, like... Bad gremlins. They're just doing that to sell papers and no one sells more papers in the media, so... You know, it's in their national interests, you know, to, to want to do that. Gremlins are out there. The shopkeeper returns. He's pretty much pissed. He's like, mate, that were riots. Where's that? You, I didn't even sell it to you for one. And I've been indisposed in Chinatown, I guess, for the last <laughs> couple of days. I was enjoying Chinese Christmas for fucking what of it, like, you know? And yeah. I have to come back here after my week off and you've fucking wrecked it. Look what you've done. You made a mess of it. He, he says he's kind of packing up Gizmo because they can't be trusted with it. He says this is what your society does with all of nature's gifts. You don't understand it, or you break the rule. It's a bit, um, you stole fizzy lifting drinks kind of situation, isn't it? Like, you, you lose, you win nothing. Good day, sir. It is, it's He's- a bit, it's a bit crap, though, because it's not true, is it? Like, because, like, chicken, we pretty much, yeah, we figured that one out. Like, yeah. You know, here's one of God's gifts. Oh, it, we can make loads of them, and okay, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. And they are. They are delicious. Yeah. So, I would challenge the shopkeeper on his point, Sam. I would challenge I thought them. they were going to get to keep Gizmo as a nice friend. No, he can't be no. trusted. He's basically saying, you can't look after it. Because he can't! Bye, he bye, bye Billy! <laughs> bye, bye, Billy! No, don't bye, fucking... Bye, bye. Don't let him speak to it anymore. It's like, not in the fucking <laughs> creature's interest to be associated with this fucking jabroni. He's like, you're not ready, but someday, if you are, Gizmo will be waiting, but he'll be old and not cute anymore. I need to ask you a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think there's a joke here that I don't get. Okay. When Rand, Dad Rand, gives the shopkeeper the smokeless ashtray. Yeah. And he's like, ah, smokeless ashtray. Someone was trying to sell me the top technology. What, what does that mean? I don't get it. Basically, because earlier in the movie, when he was in a gas station, he sold a guy a smokeless ashtray, one of his gizmos. Right. And then, obviously, what happened was that because the gizmo was useless, the gas station owner was trying to hock it off. Like, so re-gifting. Know? It's like re-gifting for profit, also known as reselling. As, as reselling, <laughs> like, you know. Now, when I've been going on eBay, mate, I've been doing it 
as on a gift basis. Mm-hmm. I've been re-gifting. Yeah, yeah. I've been... <laughs> it ends on a rather anxious note as the camera zooms out, and he's like, "So the next time something goes wrong in your home, turn on all the lights." Unlock all the doors. It's a gremlin. It's a gremlin. Particularly if you're alone. Oh, no way. Don't listen to that fucking advice. And then some great music at the end. Okay, so here's, here's a question for you. Sam, yep. did you enjoy Gremlins? I'm getting a positive vibe from you from this, this movie so far. Yes, I did. It was very fun. I enjoyed it. A lot. Are you usually a gross out kind of fan, like kind of bleh and bleh and, and ooze and goo and gunk? Because I'm not, but this is for me, it's always got, you know, I really enjoy this. It's been so long since I've seen it, it really tickled my fancy again, even though I'm not a goo guy, you know? It's not as gross out as, as the thing was, and I think I've been spoilt for grossness by that, so this seems pretty tame in comparison. It's more fun and light hearted and silly. So is grossness, you can withstand it if there's kind of a bit of wackiness to back it up? Like, yeah. So kind of like in the thing, if they were like going in there like lifting up that flap be like whoa I thought you smelled bad on the outside oh then I'd be like hey this is not as gross anymore (laughs) because they're having a laugh do you feel inclined to get a gremlin like because when I was watching this what really struck me and then Joe when she was watching it as well she was also like struck by it is just the insane marketability of these fucking creatures like furbies for fuck's sake they really seem yeah. like furbies just like hey you remember that just <laughs> yeah remember that movie yeah we're doing that <laughs> come, yeah come buy it <laughs> and i really like furbies um they were great back in the day it was like when i watched star wars and i wanted little yoda to just sit on my desk and give me advice and Aww. it would be nice to have little gizmo type dude hanging around would yeah. you say nice. that the movie because this is one that's interesting would you say it's a movie that you would have enjoyed as a kid? Because um, like, as a kid, were you into kind of gross stuff? Because I know a lot of kids are like into real gross stuff, particularly in the 90s when we were growing up. It would have been very kind of oozing gross. And you mentioned Nickelodeon. We were the the slime generation, you and I, we, you know? <laughs> we are a couple of slimers. Yeah, I imagine so. I think you'd get a kick out of it, wouldn't you? The, yeah. the grossness of it. That it feels, you know, a bit almost rebellious to watch this film that's a bit... A bit too grown up for small children, but not a proper grown up film. But it's got some some gory bits in it. Would you think it's appropriate for kids to say like, "Yeah, that'll be all right." A bit of fun, yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit gack never hurt anybody. Well, Sam, you enjoyed Gremlins. You thought it was funny. You thought it was scary. Yeah, uh, there's one thing we we, I think we were going to try and uh, quickly analyze and i want to ask you about this why are the ones that have multiplied from gizmo such complete shits i don't know like he's fine gizmo's he is, he's, fine he's grand, yeah did, did, was he a multiplied version of another one or is he There's the original offspring aren't they you know what's I'd, going on here i mean anything that would reproduce like that it would have to make a clone of itself but they're obviously not clones because they're all very different so i think it's just like it's a pretty rubbish way of, of reproducing. Can Mogwise reproduce the uh, traditional way and make nice ones? Or if they do it by the water, they're all horrible? Or what it could be is that they're always grown up. They, they always start off as little pricks. And yeah. you have to really look after them and be really strict with them. And that's how they become nice and, and that's trained. That's what and that's, Yeah, he's obviously had a bit of time with Gizmo there. And he's taught a bit of yeah. manner. He's given a bit of cup on, Sam, is what he's got. A bit of cup yeah. on. It's a real nature-nurture kind of situation, isn't it? Do you think if you had a Mogwai that you'd fuck it up? Or you'd be a good 
keeper. You look after Miles, your pet, very well. He's a very, very content animal. He's not turned into a monster yet. He's not jumped in the no. pool yet, so he's not reproduced. So, where would you reckon from the jump from Miles to Mogwai? Do you think you'd be able to do it? Yeah, I think I'd be able to keep an eye on him. I mean, um, Gizmo seemed, you know, self-sufficient. He he took himself up in bed. Yeah, he'd read a book or something. He'd hang out. He's, you cool. know, he he can entertain himself a bit. So yeah, I think it would be as a companion. More more like a cat than a dog, then, in terms of looking after itself. Yeah, I think so. You wouldn't need to take Gizmo for a walk. Do you think, like, Gizmo cleans himself? Like, think he licks his arse like a cat would and kind of keeps the area all, like, kind of clean and shit? He can't have a fucking shower, can he? <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think that would have been, like, a great way to end gremlins if they're walking away and go so like was he able to like lick his arse like a cat while well, you ain't having a shower <laughs> Billy doing some stand up at the end a little bit of a Christmas question for you then yeah how many wish upon a Christmas star wipes would you give this I would probably give it a, a solid four Christmassy wish upon a star wipes. You heard it here first. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by Sam, and the music is also by me. If you do have any questions, queries, comments, or otherwise, please do continue to send them in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. You can join us on Facebook over at facebook.com slash cinemaswirl or on Twitter, and that's at cinemaswirl. As always, please do subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. Tell a friend, leave a review, and join us next time. Bye!